Hey, this is Cullen Bunn, the writer of The Six Gun, Magneto, and Sinestro, and you are listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> a superb example. Okay. Yep. Cars driving in the background. Like well, bullseye playing card. Yep. Like Tony Fleece with a window. Oh, oh yeah. well, no, it's not that fucking noise. <laughs> right. Jesus Christ. I'm it's not like, inside. It, it, I don't have, I don't have a fucking... <laughs> Tony, did you... Like Helen Hunt going by with... The, with Seriously. Like Phil Seymour Hoffman trying to goddamn... You better take out your belt. <laughs> Tony, because you've got tornado. Listen to this guy. Sir Topham Hat over here has got a train running through his 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 recording every other week, and he's busting off lease. <laughs> Sir Topham. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you like that reference. Sir Topham Hat. <laughs> Sir Dapham Hat. There we go. Hey, everybody. We are joyful this episode, and we are eleven o'clock comics. It is episode seven hundred and thirty-eight. And I'm Vince B. You are Vince B. I am David A. Price. That is true. And I'm going to throw a ball in your face because I'm Aster of Pan. Ooh, no. You're not Aster of Pan. You're Jason Wood, everybody. That, did we forget to do something? It seems like it was a little too smooth coming in. But hey, it's too late now, right? But you're not. Yeah. You're not Astro of Pan. As I said, you're Jason Wood. Everybody's here together. And uh, as usual, lest we forget going in, because we're just so optimistic and happy this episode. We get a little giddy, so when we get giddy, we tend to forget things. But we can't do this, because this episode has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. One more time. DCBService.com gets you the books you want at the prices you want to pay, such as from Dark Horse. It's been a while. It's been a minute since I featured a Dark Horse book. This is called Savage Hearts, number one of five. It is written by Aubrey Stitterson, who seems to be uh, gaining on Cullen Bunn. Like, Aubrey seems to be writing everything these days, (laughs) right? But uh, the art, the art is by Jed Doherty. And all you got to tell me is Justice League, Future's End. And he did an amazing job on that. I know I'm repeating myself, but in case you didn't listen, last episode. Uh, but this is a, a, a fantasy uh, slash adventure comic. Uh, it is the first one, as I said. And the cover price, look at that, says three ninety nine. But you are smart and you know where to go. Where the prices are low, you're going to pay $1.99 for this first issue. That's 50% off. Uh, who doesn't love Nick Bradshaw? Is there anybody who really doesn't love Nick Bradshaw? I don't know of him. Uh, and Nick Bradshaw's got his own little miniseries over at uh, IDW. It's written by John Lehman, but it's drawn by the amazing Nick Bradshaw. And it's called Bermuda. And it's a four-issue miniseries. Again, this is issue number one, so you're getting it at a discount. It's a four ninety-nine cover price. And it has dinosaurs and um, beautiful women and adventure and all that stuff we've come to love from Nick Bradshaw. But you're not going to pay four ninety nine. It's two dollars and forty nine cents. That's fifty percent off. Bringing up the rear, 
but certainly not in our hearts, from Scout Comics. The uh, people to blame are Peter Goral and Joseph Schmalke. This is Count Draco Knuckle Duster, number one of five. All miniseries this time. This is a, um extrapolation of the events of Phantom Starkiller that David and I talked about a little while ago uh, continues that that storyline. It is a three ninety nine cover price. Wow. But you're not paying that. Nope, nope, nope. You are going to pay how much? $1.99. Exactly. $1.99 for Count Draco Knuckle Duster. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, DCBService.com does not mind late orders or order editions. And you get your books shipped superbly, like amazingly, with more tape than anyone should have any right to use. They use it. Like, there's more tape on these things. I was I was trying to save the tape and reuse it. That's because I'm old. Like, oh, that's a good box. We can use that. Like, I was trying to save the tape. And it just, just no, it just can't be done. But they use a lot of it. And they are the best. DCBService.com. Yep. Nice. I was trying to combine the tape with the scantily clad uh, delivery person. See, I was thinking ahead. Not around her wrists. Don't be a pig. But, like, you know, trying to get inventive. I hear you. Yeah. I got you. Sir Topham hat. <laughs> you bastard. It's still in my head. I don't think I'm going <laughs> to. I'm not going to get Sir Topham hat out. <laughs> dude, when the kids were real little, we were all up on that Thomas stuff, dude. Same, same. Oh, my God. We had so many of those goddamn trains. And they're really nice pieces because they're made out of wood. They weren't, you know. Uh, I think the the, the uh, face region was made out of plastic, but everything else was wood, right? Yeah, yeah there were two There were two versions. There were the, the larger wooden versions you're speaking of, and then there were the die-cast all-metal ones. Oh, yeah. We didn't have the metal ones because I didn't want deaths in the house. But the wooden yes. ones, we had the table with the pieces of track that you could adjust and fix any kind of any way you want. And, you know, yeah, that was, they, they loved it. They loved it. It was popping off. It was. Yeah. Well, how could you go wrong with a character called Sir Topamat? For sure. Right. Uh, because my memory is, is, is spotty at best uh, these days, did we – did John Pauleon pass before last episode uh no we didn't say anything last episode yeah i think it happened right after recorded yes so i just yeah i I mean not to not to start off the show on the downer but i i was like oh did we not mention that but i i think we definitely want to uh cheers and and pour one out for the passing of both john paul leone who passed away late last week and jesse ham who passed away today well we found out that he passed yet last night um so you know it's uh it sucks right like every people die every day it's terrible uh but uh they were both very young men you know younger than us well i mean uh john paul Leone, i think was like in was uh, in his late 40s so in, in in our age group but uh yeah so condolences to uh to, to them all i i don't know if you noticed but the um the there's a one shot a bat cat one shot yeah. holiday special this month maybe i don't know i haven't seen your videos if you guys mentioned it but uh it was written by tom king of course and, and drawn by john paul so i i'm gonna presume that's the last thing he's ever gonna 
It's ever going to do. Unless, because when I saw the solicit, I thought it was a continuation of that Kurt Busiek tale. That uh, it, it's like an alternate Batman take. Uh, young, young Bruce, or the kid's name is Wayne. His parents. Basically, he was. It's it's not quite like Secret Identity, but it's it's not an actual Batman story. It's just set in kind of that. It, it, it is Batman. Uh, overtures with it and I thought and because JPL's drawing that and it's it's a miniseries but it's it's not like it, I think we almost get like an issue a year so I don't know if I mm-hmm. don't even know if that concluded if it hasn't I don't know how many issues there was left but mm-hmm. yeah I, I I mean I'm I'm thinking that yeah so when I saw the solicit I thought that was just the next issue of that and I saw that oh, it's the whole Bat and Cat thing by Tom so it's it, it ties into that event but um yeah no like you i'm not sure if i i would think that that is probably his last published work yeah, unless yeah. there's still something of the busiac tale to be told yeah uh do we have a book of the month this month did we pick yes, something we do what is it yes we did is it this month it is barry windsor smith's monsters oh so that's this month next month is defenders Oh, okay. Well, I was all right. I was gonna th- if we didn't have one, I was gonna say, why don't we just do Earth X in in honor of, in honor of Mister uh, Jean Paul Leon? I mean, yeah. Well, we can do we could do like a two for it. Doesn't we can even do separate episodes. I mean, oh, that, that, yeah, yeah, that's good. I don't that's know good. Earth X or I think Monsters, which I read this week, which I'll talk. But, but yeah, I know you shouldn't. But, have. Uh, no, you're not gonna talk about it. No, no I'm not gonna talk about it. what I was gonna say. Is <laughs> I regardless of the fact that I read it already, I I think it's a book that that needs a lot of discussion um like it, 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 it is a book fertile for discussion cool on lots of levels uh so i look forward to you guys reading it and and i think that should be the book of the month but but yeah i'm down for some jpl uh discussion i mean we, right. can, we can throw that yeah, in we got right six there. episodes to do so it's, it's we, right at me on the corner yeah we the haven't course. talked earth x i don't think i think the last time we talked it jason wasn't even here because i'm thinking it was bullpen bulletins yeah yeah i, I was mean, gonna I, say, I mean if I, we if we ever discussed it, it was like twelve years ago. I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, it certainly can't remember a, a, a meaty conversation about it. So, cool. Let let it. So shall it be. Yeah, right. And I, I did for those in the Facebook group. Uh, I did post. Uh, I shared uh, the there is a, a GoFundMe uh, for that uh, that Tommy Lee Edwards, another great creator and good friend JPL. They were part of the same crew. Uh, he started a GoFundMe for jpl's family he's got a wife and, and young kids and uh, obviously his death was totally unexpected so um you know as it is with all those things and i always try and make no pressure there it's not like if i post something or we post something about that like we're saying give money to this you all have your own financial issues and your own people you need to support but there are lots of people i think that like to help if they can and they don't know sometimes you don't know where to so that would be the place if you're looking to help and have the means and interest in that would be the uh, spot so just you can go to our our facebook page and uh and and you should be able to search for it pretty easily excellent sad but yeah i didn't mean to start us on a down note but no, want it's necessary, to right? Give condolences at the end because I think you know more more chance people sign off by then, and right. So they've had enough of our stupidity, and they just <laughs> they click off. Yep. That's, anyone that's had enough of our stupidity has stopped listening, so they're not hearing us say this. Seriously, uh, uh, the drink roll call is is up, and uh, I'm just going to start us off because you're going to bring 
me up. Hopefully, I'm drinking the world's best Joe. Three of them. Three of them. Jesus. How is your gut just not just shredded? I don't know. That's I, amazing. I, I, got, I have no explanation. It doesn't seem to affect me. So I drink I drink three cups of coffee a day though I have to say now which is it, it's on a on a pretty regimented basis but I space them out I have one when I wake up one at three 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 thirty and then one after dinner. Mm. There's uh, nothing about me that's regimented, my friend. That's uh, not true. Okay. Yeah, one of the things I love about you is that you're a dichotomy in many ways, and and you are regimented in certain things and completely chaotic in others. It's true. Oh, we're here every Thursday. Uh, so uh, yes, that there are things that are important to me. Yeah, but I was going to say you have an in, like incredibly almost like manic work ethic and devotion, like to the show. Like you missing the show is what once once a year maybe, and that's because your wife won't let you when you're on vacation, and it's not even that often. But uh, but yeah, but you like chaos too. You're 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 like. Uh, I don't know, you're like the universe rolled into one. You've got all these five <laughs> yeah. inside of you are fighting for dominance. You're like Legion. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Yes, McDonald's coffee. And a whole lot of it by Cracky. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about, there's, there's, a, there's a nice coffee from uh, Peak Skull Coffee House in, in the fridge that I thought about drinking. I, today has not been... A great day, and and I don't, I didn't want the coffee because I didn't want to risk not being able to fall asleep when we're done tonight. So, um, I am not, I am not drinking coffee. You what are you drinking, Jason? Well, what are you drinking? Oh, we're messing with the formula. There You're messing with the formula. Uh, yeah, I, I am uh, celebrating uh, with y'all because I'm excited. This is a great week in comics, and. Uh, I hit a milestone in the uh, in the quest to get fit, so I'm having a uh, a glass of Santa Julia Reserve, and uh, and and some water. Excellent. How could you justify the Peloton killing all them babies? <laughs> first of it's all, it's so sad. It's like it, you, it's like the damn things feed on babies. It's first terrible. of all, the thing killed one child. <laughs> <laughs> one, <laughs> one, just and, and and it was the tread. I don't have a tread. It was the oh. bike does not kill children because it's a bike. You don't know that. Have you ever seen a baby next to a Peloton? I don't think so. It's because it eats it. Yeah. Well, frankly, the Peloton is such a core part of my existence that I would be fine to sacrifice an occasional baby to keep it around. <laughs> nice. I can't. I can't. Uh, that's just you're speaking my language now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if the dark gods require something to make something as perfect as the Peloton exists, then say yep. the Levy. Fatagon Peloton. It works. <laughs> That's adorable. It's yeah. so adorable. <laughs> <laughs> the screams of grinding children. <laughs> Come on, Peloton, you could do it. Probably deserved it. Yes. The uh Oof. I, I just I, I don't know. I I'm I guess everything that Vince puts in his body is, is um it's it's getting revenge on me today. I had a smoothie for lunch that that just ain't, didn't sit right. I had a decent dinner, but but I'm just I'm not. And then I felt I was just tired afterwards, and and, and before I came upstairs, I got my second win. I'm feeling great now. Um, took a couple of Advil, but I am um, settling my stomach. Wow. With uh, with a nice glass of. Um, 
A bourbon with a splash of seltzer. Hmm. Does a liquor that's also known as rot gut really qualify as something that can settle your stomach? Yeah. Well, I mean, if 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 you're getting that bottom shelf bathtub crap, mm. I I wouldn't I wouldn't sip on that. But right, um, you know, it, it and because of the seltzer, it's almost it's almost like it's uh, ginger ale, which is great for settling my stomach. <laughs> no, should, just like ginger ale, just like ginger ale. You should try. So some uh, zambuca. I don't have zambuca now. Don't like zambuca. Oh, but it it's very good for the stomach settling. I think. Yeah, that's why the Italians drink it after the meal with the pinky out because yeah. it helps the digestion. Zambuca no, it, and anise, anisette. Anisette. Yeah, my 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 wife's big on on brandy, and that 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 helps that that eases her out when 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 it happens, but. Um, I got absolutely no problem with my stomach. I like this is I just don't I can't wrap my Well as long as you don't have any dairy, sure. Oh, then it's like fart fartorama. Yeah, I don't it's no. But then I other the time other most of the times I I don't have any problems at all. It's just I get that cheese out of here. But my uh, stepmother always drank when we would go out uh Campari. Ah yeah fanciest Mm. thing when she would order it would seem like so European, you know, that was a little kid. It seemed like so fancy. Like, oh, she fancy, huh? You know. Yeah. I didn't know anybody else that drank Campari. Mm. I got some fancy comics. You do, you now. Mm-hmm. But uh, if anyone would like to go first, you know, by all means. But I got lots to talk about this. Well, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a thought bubble out there, and then I'll let you speak. Okay. Because, because you accused me of hyperbole in the Slack channel this week. Uh, yeah, you said but, in, in your listen, life. Eh, 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 eh. But a few days, a, a few days, I slept on it for a few days, and I am here to declare, after careful consideration of my words, mm. that this week of comics is quite possibly, and I say quite possibly because how do I remember every week ever of me reading comics? This is true. The best week of comics I've ever had. You know, and people throw like tomatoes and shoes at me. Because I'm Mr. Hyperbole, and you're saying it's the best week of comics ever. Well, how, again, how, do, how do we I'm believe that? that? I, I, and I got that. I got that vibe as I was starting into my pile. Huh. It kept going. I, I, we were recording tonight. I thought it was just one of those weeks where everything I read was phenomenal, like well above average across a bunch of different genres. There were no whiffs. And a few things were like all timer good. So I, I yeah, I mean if I if I have had a week like this uh of comics before, it's been long enough that I don't remember it. Wow. Well I expect some some big doings from you then. Mm-hmm. And bef- and I will say that uh I again I'm not gonna talk about it because we'll wait for you guys, but monsters Barry Windsor Smith was one of the things in that week, and I would just say that it didn't crack my top three for the week. It's crazy. Yet it was a book that's largely being hailed by many as like an all-time great book. Uh, okay, I just if you're going to talk about Friend of the Devil, can you somehow not reveal everything about it? 
Well, again, this was I've read so many things this week that were great that I don't have to talk about that in great detail until you guys read it either. That's not top three. It was no, for sure it was. Oh, okay. I don't have to go into detail. I, 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 but yes, that what? So monsters is part of the part of the week. Uh, Friend of the Devil, which is the second uh, reckless graphic novel by, was also part of it. And and I don't have to go into detail than to say it's uh, another masterpiece by those guys. Well, sure, but we expected that. Yeah, we can go into detail uh, on that after you guys have read it. Okay. So please speak, forsooth. All right. Um, I did not plan on reading this. In fact, when it was originally solicited, I, I, I poo-pooed and <laughs> I'm not ordering that. Why would I want to read that? I didn't like the preview pages. I must have had something working on me because um, this book, this first issue, clicked with me like few others have recently. Um, you know I'm in the fantasy mode, right? Yes, you are, for sure. This book is uh, not too far removed from the world of Magic the Gathering. Uh, because in, in, in Magic the Gathering, you have you have undead and pirates and dinosaurs and uh, automatons and golems and dragons and all of these different fantasy creatures all mixed together and some science fiction creatures too you got a weather light you got an ornithopter you have all all, like vehicles and and different factions of people and creatures that uh enter and exit based on you know uh the whims of the planeswalker and this book is a tie-in i didn't know at the time it's a tie-in to a, a, a a game a mobile game uh, available for uh, Apple and um, Galaxy, uh, not Galaxy, um, yeah, whatever. The other one, Android. Uh, mm. it, it's called Summoner's War Legacy, number one. There's a colon in there. Summoner's War, colon, Legacy, number one. It's written by Justin Jordan. It's illustrated by Luca Claretti. And we got color art by Giovanna Nero. And it's a Skybound book. What? I almost never read Skybound books. What's happening? Uh, Here's the pitch. And you can see, or you'll be able to tell as I'm going along in the synopsis of this thing, like this book was tailor-made for me. Um, It's about a young lady, uh, a ginger, right? Her, Her name is Raya Holder. And she wants to be a summoner. Capital S, summoner. What's a summoner? Well, you can imagine what that position entails, right? Bringing creatures from elsewhere into one's own reality, right? Uh, It's in the name. Her village is being plagued by these little puppy-sized spider creatures called uh, Pesatari. They're nasty little bastards, and the fields are rife with them. That's not a good thing. Why? Because if you don't have any crops, you have starving people. Um, but their one little weakness, the, the Pesitari Achilles heel, is fire. They, they don't do well with fire. So what does Raya do? She, she gets her hands on a summoner scroll. There's an equation here. Summoner scroll plus summon hedge, a place... Uh, from which the summoning occurs, you got these two little things together, um, 
so she tries she get you know what the hell let's try this summoning thing i got this scroll i'm in the right place i'm gonna do it uh she she throws caution to the wind and doesn't really take into account the consequences or the possible consequences of her actions and hot damn she manages to actually summon a fire elemental right and she instantly names this creature bremus and i was like man justin jordan knows his magic because in magic if you know the name of something or you are the one who bestows a name to something what do you, what happens you have control over this thing you have dominance over it so justin jordan knows his shit um and bremus this fire elemental does his job really well he burns these little foul creatures uh a bit too well because he also sets fire to all the fields not a good thing right um raya freaks out because she realizes uh it's all going to hell uh and, and it, it would have if not for the timely intervention of summoner abus and uh he is a uh picture tom strong with a mustache big guy big guy with the with all the regalia and he's got jewelry and shit and he's the big thick ass mustache and he also has a wind griffin the dude summoned a wind griffin this massive flying armored taloned see the the griffin has armor on which again it's it's a lot like magic the gathering right um and the the wind griffin's name is bernard hey bernard uh and in bernard's hands talons is a water elemental named McKenna. so what happens you got a wind griffin and a water elemental it's like your own uh fire company uh, on site they put the fire out um and uh while abu's uh creatures are doing their little work uh rye tries to sneak away she doesn't want to face the repercussions of this what she did she she uh was trying to summon without uh, a license See, there's a magic council that um, sternly and strictly observes all magic in this, I don't know the name of the planet or the, the, the region, it, it didn't say, uh, in this, this world, let's just say. And she did it without alerting them or training with them. And uh, so she's like, shit, I got to get out of here. They're going to they're gonna find me or worse. Maybe they'll even imprison me. I don't know. Um and and abus is like uh, i don't think so uh here's the deal and she's like oh no but he's cool he's like he invites her to join the magic council he's like you have skill young lady you have talent you got what it takes but you're impulsive you don't think you do crazy shit uh, without looking to the future of, of you know the possible permutations of what you're doing you need to be trained and the magic council is just going to do that uh, so he sees the potential in her, and then you get a flash forward. Um, it, it seems in this land there's a war uh, happening, and it's a war over resources. In this case, mana and magic, the, the important stuff. Um, uh, this issue introduces us to the major players on this world. You get uh, the allies of... Um, rye and the the summoners they're called quostasians and you get the enemies who are called steodans um 
the uh, mechanics of the Magic Council is also introduced. Uh, when you have a summoner, summoners are vulnerable. So what do you do? Well, you train people to defend the summoners. And these uh, people are called protos. They're soldiers who um, they go through a lifetime of training solely to defend these summoners. Uh, and one of them, uh, young Thomas Dredger, uh, with whom Rai is constantly bickering, which means they're probably going to become an item somewhere along the line in this series because uh, they're, they're, they're at each other's throats, but the, the, you know, the, the Google eyes are, are going uh, a little bit. So that's cool. Um, there's a, a mercenary introduced, and his name is Mr. Voss, and he has a sidekick. I had to stop and just take a breather because it is an anthropomorphic cat-like creature named Tatakana who pilots a massive mechanized suit of armor. It's a cat in a freaking golem with levers and it's pulling the levers and this thing is moving and it's a massive... I, I can see the figure. I can see the actual three-dimensional merchandise tie-in figure from this thing and i want it right um so this mr voss has been paid to find a very important artifact an artifact of great power and he does find the artifact and as he's going to get the artifact well uh our our young lady rye sticks her nose into the business and um she fucks it up uh, cliffhanger there's cliffhanger at the end big surprise but uh i was again it was one of those things time was put on hold i was like holy shit where has this been my entire life i don't want anybody to get an erection early but i will say that the art has a slight it's reminiscence i'm okay uh matthias bergara code of feel it's in the mm -hmm. same ballpark as bergara's work there's a little bit of uh Waringo's Telos going on here, just a little bit. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, it's amazing. I, I, like I said, I didn't plan to read this. Uh, it came out of nowhere, but like the best things in life, um, you never knew you needed it until you saw it. Facts. Yeah, and I thought it was like, wow, I am locked in forever. Uh, if they keep this creative team on this book, I'm not going anywhere. I just thought it was amazing. I love these characters. I love this world. You got a, a a griffin in armor, a cat uh, in in a in a mech. Stop! Just stop. It's too, it's almost too much for me. But yeah. uh, Summoners War Legacy Number One, Image slash Skybound. Get it? It's awesome. It's so good. Yeah. I uh, yeah. I definitely wouldn't have been on my radar. But you talk about a Bergara. Uh, Isn't Wingo. it close? Yeah. Love child, and you're like, oh, okay. Did you did you yeah. Google it at all, or take yeah. a look? Did, yeah. Am I right? Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It, it, it's just insane. Everything I read this week. Uh, let me just look at my list. Every uh, no, I'm lying. Two out of the three mm. things I read had awesome creatures in it. Just phenomenal, uh, memory uh, breaking, just massive, uh, amazingly well designed creatures. Nice. It was one of them weeks, yeah. So uh, if you pencil it into your list, you got your little phone there, make sure you write down Summoner's War Legacy, number one, because it is just, it's too good. It's too freaking good. That's awesome. 
Yeah. Yep. I was surprised in the previews to see that Skybound has been around for a decade. I feel yeah. like it was just launched. And here I'm calling it Skybound X when it's obviously Skybound 10, the right. the, the five-issue uh, celebration. Like Ten of Swords. Yeah. And guess what? Yeah. I ordered all of them. Did you? Yep. And let me know how they are. I, yeah, but no. I, I, I'm, I'm curious. Well, the, the ones I'm thinking about are definitely, I think, the first issue with Ultra Mega. And then there's, and then I think the f- fifth issue might have a um, uh, sidekicks of uh, Trigger Keaton story. So I, I only went for the ones that actually pertain to series I'm, I'm actively currently reading. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, if we were to get the collections, if I wasn't getting Ultra Megan single issues, if I was going to wait for the trade on 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 Trigger then I'm sure that those stories, these materials would be in those collections, but um, I, I, I don't I, I don't see me double dipping all that much in the near future, so if I can, I'll, I'll just get it when it comes out. I don't have that kind of resolve, my friend. If, if I see, you know, Ultra Mega, that makes me buy that one issue. Yep, and then um, like you said, the trigger Keaton. So I need to buy that issue, and I'm going to yep. buy two out of five. I don't think so. I bought them all, right? Because they're like what two bucks and change a piece. So they're they're almost fifty pages each. Do the math. You're getting a two hundred and fifty page roundabout trade paperback uh, equivalent for fifteen bucks, right? Mm-hmm. No, not even fifteen. Yeah, fifteen around fifteen bucks. And I haven't I I haven't placed my order yet. Uh, the, I just figured we were going to get them for free, did you? I mean, we get. We get yeah, free you're right. Free, so. Yeah, that's probably. Yeah, and then I'll. Yeah, yeah. Well, too late. I bought them. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, no shame in your game. Do what you got to right. do. I just. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm actually looking forward to it. You know. Good. Yeah. Good. I would hope so. If you're going to buy it. Yeah. Based on our chat last week, I think we should all agree we need to buy things we're excited about, not, not maybe excited about, like. Like for example, I, I <laughs> segue. You know, I own all these uh, these Omniboo we talked about last week, and I'm not ordering the Savage Sword of Conan Volume Six Omnibus because I haven't finished the first one yet. So, like, why do I need the the sixth one? <laughs> you uh, know, it's like Dan Panosian cover. If, what's that? Dan Panosian cover? No, of course. But I mean, that, that my point is, is that like. I, we're now into the thousands of pages of <laughs> sort of Conan that I own that I haven't begun to read. So yeah. I, you know, if 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 I have to wait a decade for Volume Six to get reprinted because I've subsequently caught up through the others and realized that I really need it, then I'll be able to do that. Yep. I mean, I expect you to be ordering that because. It's near and dear to your heart. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, no, okay. I, beca- I didn't because uh, number one, I don't have any. Savage Sword Omnibus. So I, I'm not going to oh, order that's six. right. Okay, yeah. yeah. I have a lot. I have most of the singles. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're all away. So I should be ordering them, but I, I just didn't. I did. Yeah. Silly okay. me. Okay. Yep. Silly you. Silliest. What is on Jason's list? Actually, Jason, I would love to hear your <laughs> thoughts. What? Sir Topham hat. <laughs> You're just cracking up over that. It's so that stupid. For the moment, uh, it's dumb. It's reference. a dumb name. It even has an apostrophe. It might be totally lost on Dap too because he didn't have the kids. 
Like, like that reference may not mean anything to Dad. Oh, it totally doesn't. Yeah, oh, no. yeah. Oh. Sir Topham Hat was the conductor uh, in Thomas the Tank Engine TV uh, show. Okay, okay. That makes sense now. Yes. Which is why I pulled it out of my ass when I was making the train you joke. Certainly did. <laughs> oh, that was that was that was that was clever. I appreciate that. <laughs> I hear because I mean I hear because all I think about when I think of someone you know, Jason like or hoity toity, uh, it's. <laughs> um, I'm it's, it's, now. it's the character. Yeah, it's the character from um, from the episode of the monkeys where um, he was uh, Sir Twiggly top and middle bottom. There you go. See, Jason's I, not going to get that. Right. So yeah. So we're even. So, but it's, it's any reference to the monkeys TV show is lost on me. I assure you. Yes. Well, you're not big on culture. So. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jason, tell me all about your time spent. Uh, in the year 2119 in Paris. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, yeah, I'm gonna let me let me give you the list of the books that I read this week that make up the the Dream Week, and then I will happily discuss that. Um, as already mentioned, included Monsters by Barry Windsor Smith, 35 years in the making, Fantagraphics. It also included, as already mentioned, uh, Friend of the Devil, which is the next volume of Reckless by Brubaker and Phillips, Image Comics. Uh, it uh, it included Write It in Blood, which, if that name sounds familiar, it's because when we had Declan on the show a few weeks back, and he was talking about his creator part his cre- creator partners in his new book, Rory McConville and Joe Palmer, he mentioned that they did a graphic novel some time ago together uh, through Image, and it was called Write It in Blood. So I ordered it when he was talking to us about it. Um, then. The rest were all European books that have been ported over to the U.S. and translated. And they included Nymph by Leila Marzocchi, uh, an Italian creator. Uh, that was through Fantagraphics. Uh, the Grand Odalisque, which uh, is by Vives, Rupert, and Moulot, which is a French bande dessinée brought over from by Fantagraphics. Uh, Wicca, which Yay. is by Thomas Day and Olivier Ledroy, uh, Statics Press imprint of Titan Comics, Aster of Pan, which I introduced myself as, uh, which was written and drawn by Merwan and brought to us in the US of A by our good friends at Magnetic. And then last but certainly not least, as Dap just asked me about, Paris 2119, by Zepp and Bertale, also by Magnetic. And of all the books that I read this week, the one that we've already covered in some detail, because I know you all chatted it up with uh, the episode I was out when you guys had Mario and Zach sit again. So I don't know which one of you discussed it at the time, but I know it was in the show notes of that episode. That would be David. Yeah, I backed the uh, I backed the Kickstarter on that because it came with some pretty sweet swag. And... Uh... And I, and it, it's it's got the um, the exclusive peach cover and and yeah no I I, I gushed about it so you know, I'm, I'm curious to know which take is on it but uh, but yeah um, yeah, yeah. It, was, it, it was an absolute I, I I had a blast with it I assumed you you enjoyed it because you wouldn't ask me to talk about it if you didn't enjoy it um, but I haven't heard I didn't listen to the episode so I I'm, I do not know your your views beyond that. Um, I will say that the back cover of the graphic novel, of the hardcover, there's a little elevator pitch 
pull quote that says Black Mirror meets Blade Runner in a mind-bending cyberpunk love story. I I didn't like I didn't come away with like I wouldn't have described the book that way. Um I mean I'm a fan of both Black Mirror and Blade Runner, so like I'm not mad at the comparisons cuz I think they're both quality works, but like I didn't I guess for me Black Mirror is so dark like it like it by definition it's a, it's a it, you know it's like your twilight zone but with really really dark views of humanity and i guess i didn't view this book as all that particularly dark i mean i guess there were definitely some dark themes but i mean it's somewhat as you know it ends somewhat on a at least a, a, a possible happy ending so um but i i, I really enjoyed it. I, I really i mean i thought it was again this is this was like a dream week so everything i read i thought was fantastic and i um i thought this was 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 Fantastic. I mean, it was. It's a. It's a sci-fi book. Again, you've already covered it, but but the premises were were in 2119. Um, there's a dude named Tristan. He's he's a, I, you know, he's basically a, he's a nostalgia buff, which I think was smart of them because that plays right into the to the readership. Right, we're all nostalgia buffs in our own ways. Likely, if you're reading comics, and you know, he loves riding the subway, even though nobody does anymore. He like he's a writer. He just he likes old things. He likes old movies, old music, um, old meaning stuff that was around like now for like in our modern times. But um, he's got a, a, a beautiful uh, I guess it's his girlfriend. I don't think it's his wife. It wasn't very clear. But, you know, it's, yeah, because they don't even live together. So it must be his girlfriend. Beautiful uh, woman who, you know, he seemingly have a very good, healthy relationship with. And uh, he kind of gets unexpectedly embroiled into this controversy, right? Because there's this teleportation technology that that um, everybody uses now ubiquitously. He's not a fan of it because he's old school, but most people use it uh, and actually view it as, as far more efficient and safer. But uh, things start happening, and, and he pieces together that the the technology of teleportation isn't what we thought. In essence, it's not taking your eye from one spot to another. It's basically making a perfect copy of us and putting it somewhere else. And then subsequently simultaneously within nanoseconds, killing the version from the point we were. And, uh, you know, he has an issue with that and there's this conspiracy that involves around it. And, and then he ends up getting got really to an extent and as is, you know, basically they, they kind of erase him from existence and he has to go on the, the run and, and they, they wipe his girlfriend's memory away. And so, yeah, I mean, I guess he does get dealt a rough hand, but, but he ends up, reconnecting with her and it's alluded that he's going to woo her all over again so um yeah, i thought it was terrific i mean it was well paced it's not that big a book what's it like 90 100 pages yeah. um you know i thought the art was great it's pretty realistic looking art but smooth clean lines great colors i mean i thought it was very pretty um i mean she's i, I it, like the color play between even he and her you know i mean because she's like super super dark-skinned black woman yeah, she's, she's, she's grace jones like Sure. Yeah. Exactly. And um, yeah, I mean, I dug it. I, I I thought it wasn't wasn't overly complicated, which I liked because uh, you know you got to kind of get in and get out. Um, it told its tale. It's it plays in familiar tropes, right? Of like big big corporate power taking liberties and playing with morality and 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 whatnot for the sake of profit. But but even you know even it's I guess the most interesting thing to me about the book and and why I thought it kind of stood out from a lot of the other sci-fi we might come across is that you know I I could see an argument to be made that like his moral dilemma with it is bullshit like like ultimately when we're dealing with science or technology and changing things I don't know that I'm really ready to accept that the fact that that the the system effectively quote unquote kills 
person and then brings a new perfect copy of them is even problematic. Like, like, and I guess the premise here is that there are now like copies that are kind of like zombies or, or vegetables and they're, and they're having to be erased. But like as the, I guess it was the CEO in the book when he's talking about it or whoever that was that worked for the company said, you know, there's always problems with technology. Like nothing is perfect. And I, I do believe that. Like, and I, I think it's a pretty, I guess as someone who spent, God, I'm getting old, almost 30 years investing in technology that is always the trade-off, right? Like we talk about it all the time on on the show, like social media. I mean, the internet itself, right? I mean, people curse the internet, but the internet has 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 changed the human condition for the better in so many ways in a twenty-year period. It's literally, you know, done things that would have taken hundreds of years otherwise. But there are offsets to it. There are downsides. Same thing with social media, right? There are so many amazing things about social media when used when used for good in terms of connecting with family and friends and the ability for natural disasters and political unrest and, and, you know, to, to much more readily make sure people are safe and accounted for, but there are the downsides, which we've exhaustively discussed and lamented. So like, I really do love the idea of this, this ubiquitous technology being portrayed in a way where this old, this dude who's kind of, you know, a loner, kind of a conspiracy dude in the nostalgia and not exactly part of the, the system sees it as insidious, but I'm not sure even if the majority of people on the planet were told how it actually worked, I don't suspect most of them would care. And I really thought that was fascinating because they could have easily just made it like, oh, you're an evil ne'er-do-well, how dare you, we must end this technology now. But they left it open-ended, and I think they should have because, I, I again, I think most people – if if they had some kind of breaking news and said this is what happens, they'd say so. Like what? I mean, uh, like I like I've I've said a thousand times. I'm still me. Like okay. I mean whatever. Like I don't like that's semantics. What is life then? Right. Like so. I I I thought it was terrific. I, I like the morally a- the ambiguous aspect of it. It looked great. And uh, yeah, I was I was here for all of it. Nice. I, I think the uh, when I when I saw the uh the elevator pitch and 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 i that was the first thing that jumped out at me when i got the uh the kickstarter email um you say anything blade runner and 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 you've already got my attention i think the black mirror part comes into play um with black mirror yes it's dark and it shows people it can show people at their worst but the comparison for me with the book and that show is that Actions have consequences, obviously, but nobody leaves an episode whole. They may try to fix something that that's happened, fair. yeah, that's but fair. but there someone's still going to be broken along the way. And and whether whether it was Tristan trying to fix his relationship with this woman who now doesn't know, you know, so there's there's a whole. But but yeah no and and um and if if you like the art there, I would definitely recommend uh, Ghost Money by all oh, by magnetic but uh which was a mini series that they collected in a nice hardcover and it's it's it the art's very similar the story's a lot more um in depth and and deals with uh 9-11 fallout and where money went and, and things like that but it, it's um and 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 there's also some some high-tech stuff uh as part of the story, but, uh, but that's solid, but no, yeah, this was this, I mean, yeah, it, 
I started it and I didn't stop until I finished the book. It, it did. It like I say it went by super quick, but I was so so engrossed in it and and I was just looking at every little thing. It, it, it's it's you know, magnetic knows how to package something. It's a really nice presentation. You got the rounded corners. Pages are nice and big. Um, so it was very easy to to kind of just be lost in it. But um, yeah, I thought as far as a. I think we got everything we needed. We don't need really to see anything. Yeah, more exactly. In this exactly. world, we don't. We you know we can just you know write the story in your own head and 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 they live happily ever after and uh, people just you know deal with things the way they do and 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 that's it. These were the people we were supposed to be involved in, um, and this was their this slice in their life and 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 that's all it was. And it was it, it was it was a really really good book. I haven't the only thing I haven't done because they also. The Kickstarter, um, one of the rewards was also uh, a soundtrack. I did not try listening to the soundtrack while reading it yet, but um, and it's only a couple of songs. They're not they're not very long, but it's still these were little. Which is why you know, when we get into the whole discussion about you know well who's actually using Kickstarter? Why 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 is why is Kirkman using Kickstarter? Why is 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 Kent and Keanu? You know, so it's like so. But everybody, listen, you you back what you want to back whatever you know, however you want to spend your money you spend it but this was a case where even though i know it would be in previews in a couple of months uh i felt i wanted to make sure that it, it, it's like the patrons it's like you know the people who, who who sponsor us that we get extra episodes for the people who don't i wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that magnetic you know i i happily backed it so this way it would be available for people to order in previews and it would hopefully allow magnetic to come up with, um, with future projects. So that was, but, but again, I could have also just as easily then the next month backed Aster of Pan. I decided not to, I figured I'd see it in previews and it ended up not making my order, but, um, it is still something like if, if, uh, like they did last time we were at New York, um, when I bought, the sea of love and a few others from from the magnetic table uh if i see astro of pan there then i'll probably it's the story i want to read i just didn't order it yet but no this was i really i i thought um i thought paris 2119 was, was solid awesome and something else i thought was pretty solid which i just i saw it on the shelf yesterday when i went to go pick up my books and i figured what the hell um why not? It is. It's. It's. It's called Eden. It is an aftershock one shot. It's. It's. It's a prestige format. They call it the one shock. Um, but it's about the size of the old school Marvel graphic novel line. So it's. It's that nice size. Not quite treasury, but. But. But that. That format. Um, it is written by Colin Bunn because I saw it sticking out of the. The shelf behind the other books, I saw Colin's name and I, I, I saw the size of it. Um, Dalibor, I'm going to butcher this. Uh, Talijic is your artist. Uh, Valentina Brisky is your colorist and, and Marshall Dillon on letters. Uh, it's, they said it's a one shot. It's, um, it's, it's, I don't even know how many pages. Um, it's, it's, it's not, it's not a thick book. Um, but, Basically, uh, it's it's a story that's told over a few weeks, and um, and Niles 
is is the main character, and he's a tattoo artist. He works he works at a shop. With a couple of the folks, um, and and Niles isn't exactly a real happy dude. He, he's kind of just you knows heads kind of down, and and just you know he just does his job, and he's in a rut. He's in a and and the reason he's in a rut is because he lost his wife and child in a car accident. Um, so, you know, his coworkers, his friends, they, they want to, you know, they want him to get out there. They want him to, you know, meet people and, you know, you got to It's, 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 I mean, it hasn't been years, but I guess they feel it's been long enough where, you know, we just, we don't want to see you We're they could be a little concerned, you know, you're just going to end up being suicidal or something. So they're just, they're looking out for him. They have his best interest at heart, but, um, you know, he does the same thing every night. He leaves the shop, goes to the bar, gets the same couple of beers, gets the same couple of shots. On his way home, stops at the same takeout joint, and they know it's the same shit because he brings the leftovers in the next day for lunch. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, he's like Vince with his, you know, regiment. So, the, the, the whole story is basically, you know, people come in, get tattoos, and that's, that's where we are until this woman Eden comes in. Um, doesn't make an appointment, just comes in off the street and um, and she wants a butterfly. Not nothing, nothing fancy, nothing out of a book, nothing, nothing that's already been done millions of times. She wants a completely freehand, right, um, right on 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 her belly, above her belly button, and he can just go to town. And he does, and it looks amazing, and and um, it's a nice kind of blue hues, and 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 it's a sharp looking tattoo. Um, so she leaves, and after she leaves, Niles' coworkers are like, "Dude, like she was so into you, what the hell?" And he's like, "Listen, I'm just, I'm not that 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 that's not where I'm at." So a couple weeks later, she comes back, and the tattoo is gone. And he's like, why didn't, he's like, was there something wrong with it? It's like, I don't even see like where the laser may have removed anything. It's like, I don't understand. Like why, what happened to the tattoo? Why did you want to get rid of it? She's like, listen, I, I, it's, it's, it's just, um, there's, I don't want to, not going to talk about it. Just, you know, I appreciate what you did. I appreciate the tattoo. I want another one now. I'm, I'm thinking about a, um, I'm thinking about a fox on my shoulder again totally freehand um just uh go nuts so so he does and it's a cool looking fox it's uh it's kind of it, it's almost like it's made out of foliage it, it it's all green kind of leafy um and again his coworkers are like dude just ask her out so he finally does they uh they go out they have a couple of drinks and they get busy they hit it off the next morning, he wakes up alone, and uh, as he's leaving his house to get ready for work, he passes by a photo of, of him and his family. So now, of course, he's feeling guilty and whatnot. Um, so now it's again a couple weeks later, and the fox is gone. She's back in the shop for another tattoo. Fox is completely gone, and um, and she's like, I think a tiger would be fun this time, like right in her inner thigh. And he's like, all right, then um, let's, let's do it. So he does the, uh, he does the tiger. 
she uh, he says, you know, I hope you like it for as long as it lasts or whatever. And she's like, listen, this is how it's meant to be. Don't be like that. It's not it, it it's not you. It's nothing personal. It's just I can't explain. It is what it is. So he's has no idea what the fuck she's talking about. But she leaves. She leaves the tattoo place, and uh, and now he's watching her walk out of the store and down the block and she walks into a park and he follows her and he sees in the park all these crazy looking creatures all these crazy looking beasts and you look closer and that fox that he tattooed is sitting there lapping up water from a stream the butterfly is sitting here flittering around and and so these are all abstract looking animals. Um, Niles is completely just has no idea what the hell's going on. He spots Eden sitting down against a tree. She, she, uh, she spreads her legs and the tiger just kind of, you, you, you see it leaving her skin. And, and, um, and at this point, Niles is just weirded out and he, he bugs out of the park. Um, he does the whole same routine for the next few nights, leaves work, goes get some drinks, goes get some food, has some weird fucking dreams. Um, and now present day, Eden comes back. And she's like, so now I want something on my back. Um, and uh, I'm thinking something like an eagle this time. Something crazy. So So go nuts. And he starts tattooing her. And he's like, you know, all finished. Let me know what you think. Hands her the mirror. And my man fucking tattooed his wife and kid on her back. So she's like, how could you do this to me? She storms out of the joint. Niles' boss comes up. She's like, listen, I, 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 I can't believe you gave that girl a tattoo of your dead wife and son. And he's explaining it to the boss. Like, listen, the tattoo's not going to last, but they'll come back. I, I did what I had to do to bring them back. And the boss has no idea what the hell he's talking about. She's just like, I gotta, I, I can't, I, I can't have you working here. If after that, so you gotta, I, I, you just gotta pack up your needles and, 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 and get to step in. And, he ends up going to the park. He sees Eden with the whole transformation going on. And she's screaming because it hurts. And he's like, uh, he's all apologetic. I, I'm sorry. What can I do? And she's like, this is what I was telling you about. You know, simple creatures, they don't take much. But, you know, you you just went too far and in her body and then we go into this whole body horror page and and she you know bones start popping and 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 skin starts just she's in extreme agony but from her back from from her body now there's niles's wife and and son um and they seem to be just like blank canvases. They're just they're staring at him. They have no idea what the hell's going on. They're not speaking about anything. Son goes and 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 he um he walks over to the to one of the trees and he grabs a squirrel 
and he just starts eating it. Um, so he's like, now he's trying to figure out, you know, okay, but you guys must be hungry or something. So let's just, you know, let, 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 let's go home. We'll get you fed. Um, and, and it's, it's, that's, that, that, that's the story. So it's, we, we, we watch Niles and his wife and his son leave, leave the park with the rest of the animals. Um, still doing whatever they do in the park but it was it was such a weird and freaky story um definitely something that i would expect cullen to write the art's great um i'm 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 you know i i, I could be used to I, I know there are times where we're not super keen on on aftershock based on um their price point and things like that, but this was the, 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 this kind of hit things just right. It was um, it's a pretty neat story, freaky as hell. Um, the uh, kind of straightforward, more or less, but it was it, it's definitely one of those tales from the crypt type things where uh, you just figure things aren't gonna go right for everybody involved. But uh, but I dug it. It was a complete shot in the dark and uh, quite quite happy with it it was as we were talking about things that made us happy this week things that we read that we really enjoyed this was the one thing where i was like i had no expectation i didn't even know it was a thing so i was worried that it was going to mess up well if not our entire average my average at least for the week but uh but not happy to say it um it it, it hit me just right I'm, i was uh if i don't know if there are other one shocks with this format um but i uh i can definitely see myself checking them out depending on the uh the creative team but yeah if 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 you're looking for something that's a little little quirky um this is definitely something i think would would feel right at home um around halloween it 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 was weird reading it when it's nice and warm out but uh yeah i i i I dug it check it out even if you get a chance sounds freaky as hell yeah I don't know what it is, but I think of this every time I do the previous videos. I think if Aftershock and Vault and AW Upshot and uh, I'm trying to think, there's one or two others, but if if those companies put a little more emphasis on their graphic design department creating better trade dresses, fonts, and solicits, I honestly think they would be more successful commercially. Because every time I look through previews, I feel like when I get to those publishers, it's like just bare bones, like unpolished graphic design. And it turns me off. Like it's an aesthetic. I mean, a, a solicit inherently in previews is, is a, you're trying to get my attention and sell me. Yeah. And even though it's ridiculous that the font or the logo should be a deal breaker, because those are very insignificant parts of a comic book, it often just lets me. It defaults me into thinking this is probably going to be bogus. Like I like, and, and it, so it, it just makes the bar of getting my attention and getting my dollars so much higher than if it it looked well composed and attractive. Like for example what you see from a magnetic or a humanoids or the, you know, the big tour image. It's like, I, and it's just, 
it can't be that hard. Like there are plenty of talented graphic designers out there. I'm sure that would love some extra work. So I, I don't know. It just, it just rubs me the wrong way. It, it, it's, and I realize it's illogical, but it just turns me right off. Yeah. I, I'm with you on everything except vault. I, I like the vault pages. I think they're clean. They're on a black background. So they stand out. Yeah. I mean, it helps. Yeah. I think that they're at the, that, that, that was the back of, of previews, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, yeah, they, they, they do stand out. Yeah. I, yeah, I have to enough. admit yeah. I'm the same way, uh, with jazz albums. If, if I look at your album and you're posing on the front with your saxophone, leaning against a tree, chances are real good. I'm not going to listen to it. Uh, no, seriously. But if, if you got some, some beautiful Basquiat or, or a nice abstract piece of art on your, your album cover, I'm like, all right, I'm coming to the table mm-hmm. at least. I'll give you a listen. So I, I can yeah. understand, uh, where you're coming from. Um, yeah, uh, to me, uh, it's a it's a combination of of that uh, aesthetics and price point. Uh, if uh, the I mean, uh, I am guilty of saying that aftershocks books are too expensive, but it's a bit hypocritical because I'm paying the four ninety nine an issue for Freddie Williams's bequest, right? And Tim Seeley, right. because I'll, I want to read it. So I will pay the money. So on the one hand, I'm like, oh no, $4.99, line in the sand, unless it's drawn by Freddie Williams, mm-hmm. <laughs> then I'll pay it. So, uh, you know, I'm full of shit. Uh, but you know who's not full of shit? Who this? Cheapgraphicnovels.com. That is fact. That's very that true. Because it is a company founded by, fueled by, comic book fans and collectors. These guys know that when you order a trade paperback or an OGN or a collected edition or an Omniboo, wow, you want to get that book in immaculate condition. How many times have you ordered any of those things from Amazon? You get the box, they threw a sock in it with your book, and it's all dinged up because it's bouncing around the box and your book looks like hell. The corners are bent, dinged. The spine, God forbid, or Kirby forbid, the spine is, is, is cracked. No, no, you're not having that with CheapGraphicNovels.com because they are your online home for brand new graphic novels and collected editions. And you're going to get up to 50% off the cover price. Here's what they pride themselves on. And I, I've seen it firsthand. We all have. Packaging. You get them nice, beautifully, securely packaged. They arrive at your house or wherever you're going to get it. Some people get them delivered at work so the wife doesn't get you know upset. Whatever, we get it. <laughs> so, you know, They arrive safely and they're in awesome condition. And you get them on time. You don't have to wait two months after you ordered the thing to maybe get half your order. Nope. Mm-mm. You get what you ordered very quickly. And because... I'm a cheap bastard, and I know a lot of people out there are too. Um, they have a bargain bin. You can score up to 90% off their titles in the bargain bin. It's insane. Just do yourself a favor. Tiptoe across your keyboard. Go to CheapGraphicNovels.com and do a little search for what you want to buy. And chances are you're going to be like, that's way less than I'm going to pay at Amazon. Just do it. CheapGraphicNovels.com. Now, uh, I got a bone to pick. Oh. Yeah, with some people. Oh, I, I won't mention names. I won't, but, but one of They'll them. They'll know. They'll know. Yeah, no. Yeah. One of them, uh, more often than not, this guy's tastes are 
the same as mine. Like, I'll say something. He'll be like, yeah, I'm on that, brother. And it's the truth. We, we read a lot of the same stuff. So when he poo-pooed this book, I was like, well, on the slack, uh, that is. He poo-pooed this book, and others were very... Um, there was not a whole lot of praise going on for this title. And I said, well, if you're going to single this book out as not being good, I'm going to investigate. I'm going to read it myself and see what's up with this thing. And I did. I read all of it. I didn't plan to read all of it. I planned on only reading the first issue and 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 bathing myself in the, the horribleness of the book per their lack of recommendations. But no, the first issue clicked like crazy. And I devoured all five issues to date. It's written by Al Ewing with art by Simone DeMeo with a little bit of help on colors by uh, Marisara Miotti. It's published by Boom. These five issues comprise book one of something called The Seeker. It is called We Only Find Them When They're Dead. I don't know what y'all were smoking or eating when when you didn't... uh, connect with this title but i think it was (laughs) i think it was amazing it was captivating it was gorgeous the story just pulled me in i'm not gonna get too detailed right it's a it's a sci-fi tale set in the future 2367 to be uh uh, exact where you have teams of of spacefaring um retrieval teams they're called autopsy ships autopsy ships right and they have a coroner on board why would it be called an autopsy ship why would you need a coroner in space because they're harvesting raw material from the bodies of giant dead and here's why i have a problem with this book they call them gods they're colossal beings floating in space and uh, these teams go out and they'll like slice maybe, you know, some of the lip off and use that. And they, they process it in the ship and they, they extract the proteins and the, uh, you know, the, the complex carbohydrates. And uh, every, everybody's making a profit here. So there's an organization uh, called the Escort Service that carefully and strictly monitors and controls the retrieval of these god corpuses corpses right so you can't just go in and suck all the shit out of the eye and warp out of there because there are um officers on site preventing you from doing just that and they will use deadly force should you decide to just go in and take something uh you better be you better have a fast ship because there there's a an escort service officer very very willing to blow your shit up so uh, the premise I thought was amazing to me. But um, where I had a scratch my head is, I'm thinking, all right, this this society that um, is doing the harvesting automatically sees these giant beings as gods. Why? Just because they're massive? They're gods? Maybe they're just really, really big aliens. Why do they have to be gods? Is scale, uh, uh, the scale connote uh you know uh, a deity the bigger you are well you must be a god i don't understand why they're automatically calling them gods but that's the mechanic of the book right and and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense just because this thing is big it's a god 
Well, they've been doing it for a bunch of years. I mean, I don't think you say automatically. It's not like these things just showed up and people are all of a sudden saying that they're gods. I mean, this has been going on for a while. So whatever whatever term they decided to come up with or, or stand by, they've been using it for a while. Right, but the hook um, is they're dead. So they, yes, they've never dead. seen what they can do. beings are dead. Right. A dead god? Do gods die? It, this just doesn't make sense to me. Like, what, if it's dead, where's where's that, that all those powers that relegate it to the 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 level of god why is it dead then obviously it wasn't a god if it died and it's i am it's strange right it's I'm just slightly, i'm slightly amused that with 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 this with with these ships and these the these these four person crews going and harvesting meat from from these from these carcasses that are ready to be shot down by these FDA type officers that are willing to, to shoot first and ask questions later that the term that they decide to use for these dead beings is, is what'll give you pause. Everything else is, Why? I, I, you have a problem with the fact that there are, Space police officers? No, I don't have a problem with any of it. I'm just saying of, of everything that goes on in this in this series of everything that's that that's happening oh, in, this, I, in this world that they've created. That that that's the god I, part is I, where. I, yeah, I just think it's weird that they would automatically use the old fallback and say, "Oh, these massive gods." You don't know that they're gods. No one knows. You've never seen one alive. Well, you do as well, as the five yeah, yeah. <laughs> as the as the five issues progress. You do see one alive. Um, and the mouth opens and light spews out of it and the eyes are, there's beams. They, they are powerful. I will give them that. They look like they're powerful, but God's, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, the, the, the hook is you have, um, this captain, uh, named Captain Malik, right? And he's got his little ship and, and everyone on the ship he has a history with. Um, you, you know, he, the, there's, uh, a coroner on board who's the sister to uh, the engineer, and the engineer's name is Jason, and uh, Captain uh, Malik is gay. And he uh, has a romantic history with the engineer, Jason, whose sister, Ella, is the coroner. And then the quartermaster, her name's Alice, Malik also has a, a, a long uh, relationship friendly platonic but a long relationship with her so it's like this this spacefaring family of of um of uh they're like god whalers but the whales aren't dead yeah. uh and 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 so um malik ran afoul of um uh officer richter who is um one of the escort service uh i won't unwrap too much of that little nugget but uh some people got killed because of um captain malik and uh richter's pissed because one of those people that got killed uh was her fiance so she hates malik with a fucking passion and she will do anything to make him like it, it's not quite cordial on the site of this harvesting of the dead god but 
um, she's like, you just do your 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 business and buy, do it by the book and you won't have any problem with me. She hates him. She's just waiting for him to do something. The thing that Malik wants more than anything is to find a live God. So, um, of course, uh, the, on the site of a retrieval, he uh, warps out. Uh, without um, the uh, approval of the escort service. And uh, he feels like we're cool because we just jumped into warp and I got, you know, we're out of here. We're going to go find our our live God. Um, Well, Officer Richter followed in warp. And then you get this whole thing. Well, um, Malik's ship is old and it can't, you know, parse the warp for very long. Uh, Captain uh, or Officer Richter's ship is new. And it's fast. Uh, luckily, she can't fire in the warp because uh, warp speed is faster than light. And when you have lasers, they don't do anything in the warp because you're going faster than the lasers, right? Um, it's cat and mouse. And it, it's, I thought it was brilliant. Um, I, the the, the um, commentary on the art was it was murky and indecipherable and, and confusing. None of that. I... I, I I, I found to be the case. I thought the art was gorgeous and amazing and complex and expressive. And wow, the figure work is great. And the, when, whenever you come upon these, these giant reclining beings in space, it's like, wow, it, 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 it doesn't take your breath away, but it just gives you pause. It's like, you need to stop and look at this spread. It's like, this is gorgeous. I can. I feel like I am floating in the blackness of space in the presence of this giant being. I just. I don't know. I'm not going to take their future comments with a grain of salt because I love these people and they're usually right. It's just that this one. Duh, we are not copacetic on this one, my friends. I don't. I, I, no. I loved it. I'm. I'm. I am. I am so very glad to hear you say that. I. I think Jason and I might have talked about the first issue. Um, I know I did, but uh, it's it's one of the books I get from from the shop. So um, as soon as it comes in, I I, I grab it. Um, and and yeah, I I didn't didn't think I was the only person enjoying it, but um, I've seen at least in my circle, I, I've seen more people kind of. Um, not be too thrilled, and the story's fine. I, I think I, I don't think they had a problem with the story so much as as um as the art being not and and I, maybe they're reading by candlelight. I don't know. It, it's it's one of those things where I'm sure on a screen the colors are probably popping a little bit more, but um you know on the page I don't have a problem. I mean the, the, it's very atmospheric in the sense that you know we are in space. The, you're in ships that are, you know, that can be a little tight and cramped, and and if there are lights flashing, then you know, like if you're watching a Michael Mann movie, you know, someone's sitting in the front seat of a car and the light goes by a window, and and you know, it's you're getting the whole effect. I feel, and 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 I think um, the art team does a fantastic job. I love the trade dress of the front. I, I love the covers, uh, the standard covers at least. I haven't seen the variant covers, but you know, the the cover stands out. Um, so you know exactly what book you're reading. Uh, it's a great yeah, graphic every issue's got the, Yes, yes. Yeah. And, um, 
you got the uh, you know you got the double page spread uh, giving you the chapter name some at some point before the issue is finished. Uh, it's I just I love the presentation of it. I think it's I, I really do enjoy this book. I don't uh, you know, I get a few boom books and this is this is absolutely um, and not just boom but it's absolutely one of my favorite books. Period from 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 any publisher. I, I enjoy it a lot. It, it's it's got that science fiction event that I really enjoy but um you know these are characters that uh nobody's completely pure everybody i'm not gonna say everybody's damaged but everybody everybody's flawed and 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 that's fine and and, and we don't and and i like ewing's approach with, with with some of the flashbacks with making sure you know you get you get as much of the story as he wants to give you uh, as far as characters and their motivations and, and what they've done in the past. And, and uh, I, I like the way the story is paced out and, and, and how he lets everybody know what's going on. It's not a straightforward linear story. I, I, I you know, dig that whole kind of uh, Pulp Fiction-y, now we're in the past, now we're tomorrow. And, that's, and I, I just, I, I'm really... I'm really glad. These are one of the reasons why I I enjoy the medium as much as I do because you get you get things like this. Yeah, there are a bunch of things we all read this week, but something like this I think really works well uh, as a comic book. I, I I like it a lot. I'm glad you do too. Well, it's it just seems plausible to me, uh, even even though it's science fiction. It, it, the the fact that if we did have the ability. Uh, for interstellar travel and there were giant beings floating in space we would harvest them for everything they got that that, mm-hmm. that i do not doubt that in a second that Absolutely. that there would be not enterprising uh corporations and and people that would want to you know uh live the rest of their lives digging the guts and the raw material out of these giant beings that that that's mm-hmm. that makes sense to me um, uh, the fact that Malik is an asshole and a liar, and he's the main character. Like they, this is the 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 story that Ewing has wrapped around this main character. He's like Dap said, he's not uh, uh, squeaky clean. Uh, you know, yeah. he's he's made his mistakes and he's paying for them. Um, yeah. But no, I think graphic design wise, it's gorgeous. There are there are sections where the entirety of the panel will change color based on the character being focused, the the focus within the panel. Like when we go to the engineer, let's just say it turned the the entire panel's green. Or if we go to Alice's panels, the entire panel's red. It's, and, and it just seems like there is a lot of forethought that has been invested in this series. Right. Yeah. Uh, Richter is very rat like to me. She, she looks like a vermin. Um, she moves like uh, uh, something that you would want to squash with a broom. Uh, I, I just think it's it's it, and it's again we one of the things we we touted about Walking Dead in the early days was you never know who's gonna die. Yeah, totally. And this book is exactly like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, the, okay, yeah, I, I got that that hurt. That, well, yeah, I I didn't I didn't see it coming well now i don't want to set it up because people will be like oh somebody's gonna die uh it's it's very (laughs) of the moment uh it's it's immediate and it's um you you cannot plot the course of uh 
Captain Malick's ship, let's just say. It's just, yeah, uh, yeah I, I think this book is is wonderful. Yeah, uh, I guess I missed the thread that you were talking about, but like, I can't fathom someone criticizing the art. Well, I mean, I mean the, the, the we art can... is like, it's freaking, it looks like it's like animation cell that's so clean. Uh, I don't want to go there, but I mean, yeah. Well, when you, we can fathom it because it's it 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 has happened, and it's. I don't want to point fingers at the people that were talking about this because I love and respect them all. Some things just click, and some things. Don't. Oh yeah, I yeah, mean, we get it. Subjective, sure, sure. sure. Yeah, I'm, but yeah, I, I'm not trying to besmirch them. I didn't. Right. Even, I didn't even see the thread you're talking about. I'm just saying, like, this, looking at the art, though, I'm like, I, I can't. I mean, I, right. Yeah, this was another one of those things. Like, I, I. I'm I'm almost glad that the boys talked about this book because now I have yet another addition to my mm. monthly reads where um, I, I hope this title, I mean, I don't see how it could, but I, I hope after the fifth issue, I, I hope this title has a very long life. Cause Boom, Boom is low-key got some mojo these days. Yeah. For, like, Once yeah. in Future is a huge hit. Oh, yeah. Gilded and Mora. Something's killing the children. Obviously, I I love it to death. It's doing really well with Tidian and and Deladere. You got Faithless, the Azarello joint with uh, I don't know how you say her last name. I guess it's Maria Lavette. I assume it's two L's, so I assume it's Lavette. Um, you got this. Our friend of the show, Chris Wild Goose, is drawing Alienated. So yeah. I mean, they, they they got some stuff going on. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, the fact that this was written by Al Ewing, if the guy that wowed me us on immortal hulk i didn't expect it at least the story i didn't expect the story to be bad uh and it's not right so but you know the 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 art being uh so uh aesthetically pleasing to me was uh a a bonus let's just say Mm -hmm. and i i think it's a complete package i think it's wonderful yeah nice yep let's hope that does boom do um uh hardcover editions or or no like I, I know that there's a trade paperback of the five issues. I think. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I I'm sure they do do hardcovers for some things, but I don't. Uh, like I know they've done hardcovers for the Power Rangers stuff and for the Buffy stuff. I I don't. I, I don't can't think offhand of them doing hardcovers for hmm. some of this other stuff. But uh, well, I'll read this in single, and and in the end, if they want to put out a. A giant hardcover for however many. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll buy that too. Double dip. Yeah, it happens. Yep. Yeah, you know one of the nice things about doing the care package is is it makes double dipping a little more psychologically. Yeah. Modulate yeah. as much. I'm like, oh, I can. Like, I just gave away. I won't say to who because they haven't received their box yet. But I just gave away the entire run of Scalped. Um, in the wow. trade paperbacks to someone. That's crazy. Because I've got the the hardcovers, you know. That, right, that, right. And then uh, same thing, I gave away uh, all of um, Why the Last Man. I gave all the trades to someone else. Interesting. Because they hadn't read it, and I have the, the, the hardcovers of that now. So I just, you know, it's pass it on. Well, someone's going to get the first 19, 18 issues. Of uh, Future's End, because I, I finally got the volume one for yeah. Yeah. volume yeah. one. I I had volume two and three, uh, and and I, I didn't jump in. Uh, I didn't want to read the singles and then jump to 
uh, volume two in trade and volume three in trade. So I just waited until I found volume one cheaply. So I'm someone's going to get the first like whatever, seventeen, eighteen issues of uh, nice. Future Zen. Yeah, I don't. Ha- I, I like it. I, I I don't think it's a it's a a, a series. Uh, it's not scorn worthy. Let's just say it's a little confusing and a little strange. But I, I don't think it's scorn worthy. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're an easy mark for I am. DC, but that's yeah. We all are easy marks for our own our own set of things. Um, I, I'm really stunned. Let me just check the list here to make sure that you've read it. I'm really stunned that you haven't mentioned. Oh, it's not on your list. Oh, well. What do we, you don't leave everybody hanging. What are you talking about? I don't see X Corp on your list. Yeah, I haven't gotten to it yet just because, uh, as, as I mentioned all the things that I read this week that were magical, I, I, it's kind of like you don't want to ta- taunt happy fun ball, so I, I, didn't yeah. wanna, I didn't want to delve into big two okay. single issues this week because I was on such a roll reading graphic novels that I thought, you know what, mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go single issue lists. But no, I mean X Corp is I'm looking forward to it for sure. Okay, I see that you've read it, so yeah, you, you've, you're you're. It's funny, like you're low key, like all up on the the X verse. Yeah, like, you, it's 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 uh, smartly it's not that low key, I think. It's well, I'm just saying, yeah, that's true. I guess it's, it was more like I guess low key is not the right term, but it's more like uh, like surprisingly. You, yes. You, yeah. Uh, it's the intelligence uh, with which the uh, all these series have been uh, created is just apparent. And I like smart books, and I think this this X relaunch is great. All the books have been uh, well, Fallen Angels, no, but all most of the books have been really, really good. I. I as soon as I saw the cover of of uh, X Corp, I'm like, I'm gonna read this bitch because there's blotter paper on yeah, the cover. cover. Yeah. Like what? When <laughs> when did you ever see an X book with blotter paper on the? I mean the the, the they should have been squares and not rectangles, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it was really smart. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Monica. Um. But I'm uh, not really either, and and. She's evolved, you know. She right, yeah. She's good she, in this, though. Yeah, she was M Monet. Yes, and her sister was Penance. Uh, most people probably remember from the Generation X series with Pacello and Art, at least for the beginning. Uh, and then at some point, I remember reading it, but I don't remember all the details. They 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 combined, like they were, you know, they like. They're just one being now, and so and so Monet now can transform into Penance and goes by Penance, right? Which yeah, it's fine. She's, she's very smart. Yeah, she's 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 a perfect um choice for that role, as I understand it. I, I haven't read it yet, but I I understand it's right. the corporate side of the ex of the mutants, and and certainly Warren Worthington's always their go to there because he's billionaire billionaire son of, of of an industrialist to begin with but but she's she's certainly got the kind of uh kick-ass no nonsense you know uh bad bitch type of thing that would be make sense in that role too um plus another character i really like uh i don't want to spoil it for you but no don't you can uh, tell Jay- me who the character is madrox madrox oh yeah okay cool yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. i will say it, it's essentially a done in one it sets up the entire however many issues this thing is going to be. But um, you could read this and be completely satisfied with a, 
a semi-complete story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it, it is a launch pad, literally, uh, for uh, this uh, X Corp thing, and it's fun. That's, yeah, that's cool. Yep, it doesn't walk and talk like an X book. Maybe you won't like that. Um, I don't know. We'll see after you've read it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But do any of the books recently walk and talk like X, X books? Like not really. <laughs> no, I mean uh, I don't want to be. I, I I try hard these days not to be seen as the the guy who shits on the big two, but but I mean I like if I were to segment their different lines, like each of them have their you know there's the there's the bad office and the Superman office and the mutant office and the you know I, I like to me whatever Marvel paid Hickman uh, it wasn't enough because I I, right. I like you said I, I I totally get if 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 they're putting out a lot of mutant books right now and I, I get if, if people aren't reading them all or, or or the event turns you off to some of them or or I, like I'm you do you everybody but 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 as someone who's always kept most most of both feet in the waters even when things weren't so good I am constantly astounded by the quality of of, of 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 almost all the books. And they are very different. They're not all the same. It's not like the MCU where there's kind of this Kevin Feige makes sure each movie kind of hits certain notes because it's a formula that keeps working. Right. I, I think these are all distinct. Um, they definitely have their own voice, but I, I think the quality – for the most part, I mean, not not every not every book and not every issue, but for the most part, has been exceptional. And certainly, certainly, given how wide the line is now spread, we haven't seen this level of quality in the X office in, I um, mean, maybe ever, ever. Like 20, I was going to say yeah, ever, maybe yeah. ever, just because there's always been X books that were totally uninteresting or passable. And uh, I just don't think there are many in the line right now that are not interesting. I, again, I'm not saying they're for everybody, but but I, I as someone who's been reading them all, I, I, there are very few that I feel like are a slog or just I'm reading it because it's m- the momentum of it. I, 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 I find value in almost all of them each month. Yeah. And they're all pieces of a whole, which is great. You don't get any cross. Well, not not a whole lot of crossover thematically anyway. Um, it's just like, this is the corporation book. This is the, we got to make sure, uh, dead is dead and not dead and find out who can be brought back. Like, the, you know, the, 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 uh, the afterlife book. And then you get the, the, uh, the book that challenges the preconceived notions of what it means to be a mutant in, in, in way of X. Like, I just think that there, there are, they're staking out these little thematic areas mm-hmm. of the mutant landscape and they're all really they're all playing well with each other right now. I just think it's a, it's it's it, you're right. They could have paid Hickman double what they paid yeah. him, and it and still would have been enough. And I think at the enough. core of it, like there's because there's so many books and so many different creators involved. There's a lot of things happening, so I don't want to diminish it all. But it seems to me like at the core of it, the impetus, the 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 patient zero of all of this, which has made it special, is. Hickman, and I'm presuming he wasn't alone in this. Whoever else was involved in the process, I don't know if the, if the line editor or whoever. I, I, but but I say Hickman is the catch-all because it's the person we know is in charge. The idea that you know what, let's give the X-Men a win for a while. Like let's let's let them be the amazing people that they should be if they had these kinds of abilities and intelligence and and camaraderie. And I love that because for so long. I felt like almost every mutant comic was about 
we are almost extinct. We're trying everything we can to survive, but every time we think we're making one step forward, we get dealt another blow. And let's let's try and hang on because because that's what we're going to do because we don't want to be extinct. And it just became a drag. We're like every, it's like they were just always losing, like taking L's, you know. And it's like you don't want your heroes to take L's all the time. I think there's per, like it's perfectly reasonable for them to take L's sometimes because. You don't want them to be infallible either. That's boring too. But like, man, I felt like the X Men and all of the ants, the the adjacent characters in their own books. Just I felt like they were just taking L's for freaking a decade. Right. And it's like it's nice that, and and this too shall pass. Right. I mean, I, but but <sighs> I liked it for for no. I'm not saying, and hopefully it doesn't pass soon. But I'm saying I liked it. We're finally starting with this. We're going with this premise that like, nah, dude. Like this is incredibly functional powerful resourceful group that would be like serious a serious force to be reckoned with and i I, and they wouldn't be fearing their their uh you know fearing for their their lives every moment it would take a real threat like an existential threat that comes along once every year or two i love that i love that and 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 you know i i suspect it'll go on for as long as Hickman and, and his aides to camp are in charge, and we know that won't be forever. So at some point, it'll go back the other way. But for now, it's great. See, I had a little bit of a, an exasperated um, moment there. I don't think you can put this cat back in the box. I once once this once we've seen the heights to which the mutants can rise uh, yeah. with, with Krakoa and the the. Uh, the uh, uh, reincarnation thing or the revival aspect of it, I, I don't think you can go back to the way it was before. Not without admitting like, well, um, you know, our, our glory days are behind us now. Let's just go yeah. back. Well, I, right. What I'm saying is, 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 is they shouldn't go back, but they inevitably will, right? Because someone will want to, quote, leave their mark. I mean, someone will be in charge and they'll decide, okay, it's time for Krakoa to go away. Something's going to destroy Krakoa. Or, okay, it's time for Professor X to become Onslaught again. Or, okay, it's time for Magneto. You know, like, they'll, they'll yeah. make that decision. I'm sure they will. Yeah. And it'll ruin things. And, and, and I mean, that will happen. But, but I'm, I'm choosing to, to really relish where we are now because uh, if if you sat and worried about what could go wrong in superhero books in the future you'd never read a superhero book because right. every it's time true. someone who takes over they're going to have a vision that's going to be their own and it's likely not going right. to you know it's like um like the bat books right i mean for us we love the tom king run and for some people they hated it and then a lot of people like love the tinian run and i think it's very pedestrian you know and it's like I, i'm not and I say pedestrian intentionally. I don't think it's bad, but I don't think it's particularly groundbreaking in any way either. I think it's just straightforward Batman comics with villains of the of the arc, and you know it's fine. It's fine. Like Nick Spencer with American, Amazing Spider-Man, lots of people are enjoying that. Clearly, he's been on it for years, and it keeps <laughs> selling. As you guys know, I read a bunch of it recently. Like I think it's fine. Like it's it's a it's fine in that it it's not terrible. I can't trash it. It wouldn't make great listening to go on like. Because it's it's not really worth trashing. There's not like some egregious things he's doing, but it's also not breaking any new ground whatsoever. So it's like okay, you know that, and that happens. So I think it's nice to relish those moments where you get something special out of these books. Well, from my vantage point, um, and if it's if it sounds like I'm giving Hitch, Hickman the reach around, that's probably what this is. I think the 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 premises that he has infused 
all of these uh, titles, uh, the main one and, and, and all of the, the secondary titles, the, the, the concepts behind them are so rich. You could tell stories based on those uh, for years and years and years. There's no need to go in with a, a wrecking ball uh, should these creative teams leave and, and you know, let's reestablish, you know, the, the universe. Leave it the way it is. There's, there's plenty of stories to be told from this mechanic just keep going like i don't when you said that uh, it's weird because i i i'm i'm not normally a fan of these books but i think these books are really really good and they're mm-hmm. make they're making me a fan so let's not just yeah. let's let's not lapse into the regular marvel way of doing things and exploit the you know this universe for as long as the attention's there and then once we see the numbers slightly dip we're going to you know pull the plug and do something else let's not do that Let's right. let's be creative. Well, it probably more comes down to Hickman wanting to do other things, right? We know he's got Wanderlust and he loves his creator own stuff. And sure. So I, I think the more likely scenario is at some point his contract runs out, he he moves back to doing just creator owned. Maybe he does movies and TV, which we know he's been offered in the past, and and uh, you know, and and then from there they have to like like there's been a lot of talk because X Men is getting. We're getting a new X Men number one, and right. and he's Hickman's off of it, and Jerry Duggan's taking over, and um, I, but I I I don't. At first, I was scared by that. I thought, oh, not because I I think Jerry Duggan's great, I but I just thought, oh man, this mean Hickman's on the outs. But but at least for now, Hickman and Duggan and the Marvel bigwigs have all said, no, 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 Hickman's still he's still running the office. It's just that you know Jerry's got a great idea for an x-men story they're moving the you know this is this is the team versus the they're leaving krakoa and and none of this is spoilers it's in the solicits but moving to new york so it's like it's like okay as long as hickman's not like imminently out the door and this is the 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 handoff of the baton then that's cool because duggan's a great writer and yeah um so yeah so so i i'm 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 pretty excited for for it to continue i I hope we get i like i think we're going to get at least another year or two out of it which is great right if 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 we get three three to four years of this and 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 even if it totally reverses course and we're we're not talking about the x-men books anymore after that like it was that's still a great run like i can't even be mad at that right and and i think the marketing was really smart and they continue to do that with the collected editions of each title but then you have the multi-issue collections like Dawn of X where you'll get you know an issue of Wolverine and an issue of mm-hmm. X-Force so that's really smart to to you know give a, the the story as it had been coming out not specific to one title but to all the titles really smart way to do it yeah mm-hmm. yeah all right wow Whew. let's look at the clock on the wall and see where we are it is it is early. Yeah. What else do we got? Mr. I read the best thing in the entire universe this week. Well, it was a collection of things, right? I mean, it was the it was the it was the fact that there were no like everything I read was awesome and there was nothing that it was like, "Oh, that was a drag" or right. oh, that wasn't so great. Well, tell us about uh, another thing. Yeah, the, the the thing that needs its that needs its due and and all credit to good friend of the show uh Brian Newbury um for this. Uh you know, we say it all the time. We 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 scour the previews. We each do our videos. We 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 talk about what we're ordering, what turns us on. And I could look at the Dan catalog five times, and there's always stuff that I still don't see. Like for example, 
I don't know if that was bonus content or not, but we were talking about the Junji Ito book that that I apparently didn't. I'm always on the look. I, I've I've bought everything he's done in recent years, and I just didn't even know it was solicited. And you were saying how you were getting it in your next shipment. So like, there's always things you just don't see, you've, despite scouring for things to to buy. And this fits into that because I'm always looking for European graphic novels translated to to English and somehow I didn't see this when it was solicited and then when we were having I think it was a best thing I read this week conversation on the slack Brian showed off this book some pages from it and talked about it and I was absolutely blown away by the the the, the effectively the preview images that he was showing us and and uh I, I ordered the book on the spot and I, I got a chance to read it and it is it's an astounding book. It, it's called Wicca, hmm. W-I-K-A. Uh, it's written by Thomas Day with art by Olivier Ledroy, L-E-D-R-O-I-T. Uh, it's a French book that was translated into English by Titan. Titan has an imprint called Statics with an X Press that brings over Bondesine and translates it. Um, and I can see why I probably didn't notice this in the solicit because the book describes itself as being fantasy and steampunk. Now I like fantasy, but I'm, I've never considered myself a steampunk fan. Um, I just, it's not something I've ever been drawn to uh, aesthetically or story wise. So I probably just passed it right over, but uh, that was a mistake because this book and I know cue up the hyperbole machine again, I honestly think the art in this book is, for me, like top five all time ever. Like I can't fathom <laughs> the level of detail that is in this book. Like yeah. it is absurd the amount of detail. Like I like it. If I feel like each page must have taken the guy a month to draw. <laughs> like. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the line work, like there are a million lines on each page. Yeah, it's a lot. It, it's very and, involved. Yeah, and it's painted, and and the and not only like, is it painted, but there are things laid on top of the artwork. There are three right, dimensional objects. Yeah, nuts. Exactly. There's overlay. It's a lot like fables in that way. Like in terms of the the, the panel borders and the and the uh, and and the, the everything. Like it, it's full bleed. Um, I, I just was captivated by every page of this book i i i mean i i i really couldn't believe that someone took the time i almost felt like wow like did he know he was doing a comic because like this is a lot of freaking work for a comic man like like and the colors i mean there are probably 150 different colors on each page but it's not but it but it all works together and, and the lettering is beautiful it's all different types of fonts and it looks really well rendered i mean like this book is just to me an artistic tour de force i i I cannot fathom how beautiful this book is Uh, for shits and giggles i i went online to see if the art because i didn't know maybe it was digital it's not digital uh it's 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 um but the uh there are a bunch of pages from wicca available through a french uh art gallery but they are like we're talking Alex Ross. I mean, they are sure. thirty to forty thousand dollars a page. Well, like that's the level of detail we're talking. I, about. I don't buy original art, but if I had the scratch, I would definitely buy a page from this. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and it's watercolor, like, it, it, like, or it, it, it's just, I like, yeah, I. The the book is it is a steampunk fantasy book, so so they weren't wrong, and, and but but I just think it was fantastic. I mean, it, it's it's a relatively simple premise. I mean, basically there is a a world that's effectively control. It's a magical world full of different types of magical beings, but in this one, uh, uh, as is often the case, like even in Tolkien, like like the most powerful, the fairies. And and they they control most things. They're the leaders of most of the realms. And there's a bit of a schism at the start where, uh, you you know, in essence, a a, a prince named Oberon is, uh, you know, he's trying to make his move. And part of that is vanquishing the king and queen from a neighboring realm. The queen is is actually Oberon's sister and former lover. Um. He makes this move with his minions and, and, and basically defeats them and, and they have a baby who they have to squirrel away from, from the danger. And so she she is, you know, we and this is not like breaking new ground. We've seen this story before. She's basically then uh, removed from her, her royalty and, and, and is a street urchin effectively, a street thief. She meets up with a, a, a slightly older male elf who takes her under his wing in the city and teaches her the ropes of how to be an effective thief and they become friends and then eventually lovers and she has no idea who she really is until until the fates kind of pull her back into that world um, where she is essentially the, the most powerful of the of the of the fairies and um, and and it just builds from there and it starts as a very small story where you spend a lot of time with her and her her boyfriend mentor whatever you want to call him um she kind of learns learns her way but then but then by the middle of the book she's this full-fledged badass who has now has a a cadre of 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 incredible allies of her own and uh you know i am always a sucker for getting the team together and this book is like one big getting the team together training her up getting her to be a badass until she's ready to take on her her evil uncle and reclaim throne. And there are just super beautifully illustrated, interesting bad guys and good guys. And, you know, you got your giant troll and you got your, 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 your gunslingers and you got these seven wolf cubs who are the, basically the, the lieutenants of Oberon. And I just thought the whole thing was just awesome. I mean, it reminded me a lot of like fables, Vince, but, but, but like with more of a, of a, it's like if you mashed up fables with like a '70s martial arts flick, right? Uh, and then you overlaid steampunk on top of it, and I just thought like it just hit a lot of th- like I these there were just a ton of tropes in this book that are things that I generally enjoy, and um, I, I thought too like even though it's fantasy, none of it was nonsensical. I don't think they lost the line of like focusing on her, and ultimately, even though it's a very highly detailed complex book from a from a uh and uh, from the sequence of events standpoint and there are lots of different characters i don't think they ever lost the narrative i don't think there was a lot of fluff in terms of like asides or, or little tertiary stories or anecdotes that didn't really lend itself to the main point which is her arc of going from abandoned orphan baby to heroine to savior of her race and i just I just thought like every page I would turn the page and I'd just be like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like, like right. I, like I, you know, we live in a world where, where 
most comic creators that we artists that we enjoy can't do more than eight or ten issues um, a year because they just don't have it in them. And I just I I like I look at these pages and I think like this would like w- one splash page of this would take the artists that we hold dear in American comics a month to do. Like they would be like, I can't fucking do this book. And uh, I just thought it was an absolute tour de force. Like I would read it again. I, you know, I'm not much for rereading things, but I just thought it was, you have like, to read it ev- again. Yeah. Everything, yeah. everything in fantasy. Like I, I just commented that uh, I might even say like, I, I, you know, I, I didn't enjoy the last God as much as the rest of y'all did. Um, I mean, I did not enjoy it, but like, I wasn't, I wasn't moved by it in the same way. And then I thought, oh, maybe I'm just not as much into fantasy, but like this maybe where, where it's a little more, uh, you know, the high fantasy, I just was totally captivated by it. I, I mean, it's, it's, and it's a, these are like, everybody's beautiful in this, right? Like they're the, the fairies are, are, are they wear ornate ornate armor and they have, pr- you know, pristine skin and beautiful eyes and, and obviously they're very shapely and they, a lot of them have wings of different types. And I, it, it's, it's just a very, it's a beautiful world. And, uh, man, I just absolutely captivated by it. I, I, I wish this was volume one of 10 volumes. I, <laughs> I, 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 I buy them all. I just, I can't. And I just would, would ask people like Google the images because you, the, we, we praise lots of things for the art because it's a visual medium and we, we read lots of amazing comics and have amazing art. But like, I just don't, I'm left nearly speechless by this art. I can't fathom that it exists. Well, I'm going to blow your mind. Mm-hmm. Because I'm about halfway through uh, Wicca. I'm not mm-hmm. racing through it because each, as you said, each spread, each page are, incre- you know, they're just incredibly complex and I don't want to just devour it and move on to something else. So I'm I'm, I'm taking my time. But as as beautiful uh, as this uh, art is i think ledra Le ledroid how do you pronounce his name ledra i don't i think ledroid i don't Le, know ledroid uh the for my money the requiem uh chevalier vampire saga he did with pat mills the art's better well, I don't. I don't read. I haven't read that. So it's I, not. I well, you probably won't be able to unless they reprint it because a lot of the the I think there's six volumes. M- many of them are out of print, uh, and it's not. It's not a beautiful world. It's a horrible world. It's a mm. go- mm-hmm. gothic vampire world. So you have these massive cathedrals, these gothic cathedrals. Everybody seems to be wearing um, leather tight black um, body straps and it's the the a lot of the characters are albino so uh you know the the paleness of their skin against the 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 ruddy ochres and the the reds and the the, you know there's a lot of blood in it it's a vampire saga so i mean but it's just incredible and and that's the reason why uh this perked me up because i'm like okay i i have his work i i know his stuff it's incredibly complex but i I did not expect this book to be so bright oh it's super bright yeah Yeah, well that's not uh, requiem requiem is super dark yeah and and i don't want to when i say the the other thing is is the world creation here is just astounding to me i mean i mean just uh not only do the characters have amazing looks but like like she like like wicca the the lead I mean, and I'm I'm a fan of, of ink, right? I'm a fan of tattoos, and I, I I love tattooed women. One of the distinctive things about her is um, 
when she when she's when when they're squirreling her away from from the siege, she she has wings because she's a fairy, and they want to hide her better, so they use a, a, a potion on her like a salve or something to to basically it's like acid that eats away her wings and yeah it, and, and so that she won't have the scars because then if, if they see the scars people will know that she was they pour this 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 potion on her and it uh, it heals her scars where her wings were but it also imbues her with like empathic tattoos so she's covered in tattoos generally they're flowers uh, including her neck and face um, which is a, a, no one else has that look. I mean, she's very distinctive. But then, as she wields power, or is having sex, or is like getting angry, like those tattoos morph. They they can they can grow. Yeah. You know when she's excited, or they can change into skulls and 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 and, and daggers when she's angry. And I, I I love that aesthetic. But but again, I think like what a task if you're Ledroit, right? Like you got to fucking draw <laughs> these tattoos on her on every page. Like Jesus. Like if you didn't have enough to do, you know. Um, and and there's like really cool the the seven wolf cubs when they're attacking they yeah. they have a fucking giant wolf mecha you know like they fucking fly around and 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 there's this caterpillar like flying vessel that they fly in like everything is it's not just like cookie cutter set pieces I mean I feel like the guy spent years thinking about how to create this world you know it's so rich everything has a distinctive look. Um, yeah, and I, I I just have such an appreciation for it. I just can't, I just can't fathom it. I, I can't fathom it. You know, um, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I'm sending you a link, just so you don't overlook this one, because there's another book from Titan Comics in the Static Press, uh, same form factor as Wicca, offered this month. It's called Azimut. Yeah, yeah, I haven't my video. I haven't posted my video yet. Nice. I, I recorded it today. Azimut's in there, um, and and I was gonna, you know. I feel like I know a decent amount, a decent enough about art, but uh, on the back of the hardcover it says, "A rewriting of the fairy tale genre in beautiful Baroque illustrations." And I must admit, I mean, I could have looked it up before the show, but I don't quite know what does that mean. I don't quite. I mean, I, I've heard the term, but I don't quite know what is what does that mean when they say Baroque illustrations. Like, what does oh that really boy, uh, put me on the spot. Um, oh, I, okay, yeah, it's not, no, it's, it's not like a teacher thing. i'll look it up well first of all it is a it is a style basically from i just think of it as european um yeah but it's it's ornate extremely ornate Mm -hmm. qualifies Mm -hmm. as baroque um yeah so you're right i mean oh of course you're right it says yeah it says baroque is a style of architecture music dance painting sculpture that flourished in europe in the early 17th century uh it uses contrast movement exuberant detail deep color grandeur and surprise so <laughs> but i guess it just means highly highly detailed uh, yeah. european artwork yeah. which would certainly <laughs> fit the bill it, very much so yeah no i was stunned by this book yeah i, I like I, I actually yeah it's weird like i and, and again i wonder like what how many people just didn't see this book because it's tucked away in the back of previews and they have a little thumbnail that they have to sell us on it. Right. Right. It got to the point where I was like, Hmm, I'm captivated by this thing, but is the story any good? Because you could easily jettison the story in this thing and just look at the pretty pictures. Well, that's why I say like the, but I think the story is good in the sense that, that it, it's not overly complicated. I mean, I mean, no, it's, it's girl is orphaned. Girl has a lover. Girl realizes her potential. She's she has 
three ants, I guess, if you will, that take her under her wing, train her up. They give her gifts, which are like weapons, right? It's just like class. It's a clash of the Titans, right? Like you just right. bestow upon her. A, she, and, and, and meanwhile, you've got these ne'er-do-wells who, who you've got these maniacal. It's, it's, it's not different than like the, the Cayman riders or whatever. Right? Like you got this, these, this, 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 castle where they you know they they send minions after her of different powers and and she keeps vanquishing them and then he's like all right well i guess i gotta step in now because you you all can't you can't do it and uh yeah yeah it's 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 bad versus good i mean there's never a lack there's no lack of clarity as to who you're supposed to be rooting for and and one of the characters is is one of the main antagonists for a while and then does pivot to be a protagonist i'll I'll be vague there because i don't i want people to read this but but even even that pivot it makes sense given who they are and who their family are and you're like oh okay yeah that that makes sense they 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 were they thought they were doing one thing, and they realize they're not. So they they go on the other side. That makes sense too. I I thought it made a ton of sense. I but you're right. I mean, I like this. The story is secondary in the sense that you the, the book could just be a picture book. I mean, it really could be. But uh, and it's it's also like there's some sexiness. I mean, there are a few sexual scenes. I mean, mm. it's not this is not a kids book. I mean, it's not a fantasy book read like you know you have your kiddos read. I mean, it's but it's not like overly sexual. I mean. You know, she she loses her virginity to her first boyfriend, and then she she has relations with uh, with you know her eventual consort. You know, toward the end of the book, but but that's that's about it on that front. Uh, I don't know, man. Like I thought it was great, and I just yeah. thought, like, man, what an awesome cartoon this would have been. Like if there was an anime about it, like for you know, uh, just the whole thing was great. And I I'm really so pleased that this is why it's great to have a community because I yes. I, I may never have noticed this book ever. I mean, I didn't notice it in the solicits. I didn't pre-order it. I the first I ever heard of it was in, was when Brian mentioned it, and I just uh, I'm so tickled that he did because it's definitely one of the best things uh, I've I've read, uh, like I said, maybe ever. But I but certainly putting aside that recency bias can kind of taint our 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 our, our views and sometimes make it sound hyperbolic. I, I, I this will definitely be a book that I remember uh, vividly for years to come. Yes. In, in the very 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 expensive real estate that is our reading rooms. This book deserves to have a little space on the shelf singled out for it. It's one oh, of those. God, yeah. yeah, it's one of those books where you gotta, you gotta own it. It's well, and you alluded to. I mean, I haven't had a chance yet because I, I do often do this. I, uh, I, I definitely want to see what else is available in English from from Ledroit. I mean, if there is, because uh, yeah, uh, yeah he- so heavy metal published helpful, but... uh, some volumes of Requiem. I, they're not, I don't think they're in print, but here's some motivation for you. Requiem is filthy. There's wall to wall sex. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, all right. Wow. We covered a lot of ground, but we're not done yet. Uh, we got to remind you, if you want to save lots of money, on your comics, graphic novels, basically everything in the previous catalog, there's only really one place to go, and that's Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Get your books, get them fast, get delivered right to your door by a semi-clad custodian of whatever delivery service you're using. Um, and, you know, they'll bring cookies sometimes uh, from Dark Horse. Savage Hearts, number one, $1.99. Uh, IDW is bringing Bermuda and Nick Bradshaw. For a dollar, no, I'm sorry, $2.49. And from Scout, Cout, Draco, Knuckle Duster, number one. Sounds like a Rob Zombie song to me. Um, it is going to cost you $1.99. Um, 
I'm going to go a little long. I don't usually go this long <laughs> in the four uh, in your travels, but I was freaking surprised by this title because uh, it is co-written by Mr. Grant Aren't I So Very Clever Morrison. And I thought, oh, well, buckle up. I'm going to need a cross-referenced book on um, whatever mythology he's exploiting in the book, or um, at the very least a gazetteer under my arm to to make sense of of the the the, the environment in this book or the the people or the the things he references offhandedly but it was not the case this book is without a doubt one of the most accessible comics mr morrison has ever had his name uh, attached to i was stunned it it I, i'll even call it laid back there's no heavy lifting in this book at all. Uh, it, it was written by Grant Morrison and Alex Child, illustrated by Naomi Frankquiz or Frank Frankquiz. Let's say uh, color art is by Tamara Bonvalon. It's published by Boom. So Boom got two, two kudos out of me this time. It's called Proctor Valley Road. I read issues one to three. It's a horror book. It uh, it's a '70s based horror book. <laughs> you got me. I'm reading it. Okay. It, it takes place in Chula Vista, California. Uh, book opens. There's a an accident, strange accident, on Proctor Valley Road. Uh, you see uh, a man involved in said accident crawling on the road, and some gigantic, shadowy monster. Uh, pick up a car and fling it about 500 yards down said road. <laughs> and uh, the, um, the tale begins to develop. Uh, this, this story features high school kids, right? So the, the, the tale begins to develop. Man, strange stuff going down on, on Proctor Valley Road. No survivors. They found the car. It's coated in seaweed. It's really weird. Uh, but the focus of the book is, um, a, a quartet of young ladies of which, uh, August is the, uh, the, the tip of the, uh, iceberg. Uh, August is a young lady who wants desperately to see Janis Joplin in, in concert. And it just so happens Janis Joplin's playing nearby and they got to have money to get the tickets. Uh, so they, they resort to, uh, Petty theft. August and her cousin Riley, they go into a quick mart and they they you know, they get in trouble. Let's just say, but they get off with nothing more than a warning, and they're just like, God, we gotta get the money for that those Janis Joplin tickets. So they go to a carnival, uh, and there they they meet up with a bunch of guy friends, and and then that's where the the, the Proctor Valley Road uh, tale begins to be uh, disseminated right and so they they go on a a, a spook show a carnival uh, uh ride where uh august gets the bright idea huh we should host like spook tours of proctor valley road we can make the money for the joplin tickets in in no time at all right uh 
this is awesome. Let's go there and, and see what's up and let's just go plan it. So the guys go with them and they, they go in a van and the, uh, the there's three dudes, Bruce and Skip and, and Bobby. Uh, they don't make it back because uh, they, they, they were poo-pooing the whole thing initially. They're like, ah, this is bullshit. They were just there for the pussy. Basically, that's what the, it said in the book. They just wanted to get laid because, unbeknownst to the girls, a couple of these boys are heading off to Vietnam. See, it's a time of conscription, right? The draft. You you got to serve in Nam, young men, because America needs you. And uh, the girls didn't know, and the the guys wanted you know get a little peace before they they go. But uh, the 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 boys are killed. By what? Well, I won't say. Uh, uh, the girls, they hear uh, the sounds of bells and chains. Everything goes dark. Um, and when they get back to town, they just they just got the fuck out of there. They're like, screw the guys. They'll, they'll find their way back. We need to get out of here. They get back to town and there's like all these dark handprints uh, on the back of their van. Uh, but this is where their, their, their nightmare starts because the girls are grilled by the cops and the anyone with authority, they're, they're the people in their school, because the guys were called up into service. And the cops think they they may have fled the country and that the ladies uh, aided them, right? Um, but it gets really, really, really strange. Um, the girls find themselves marked, literally, with letters, they each get a couple of letters on their bodies, and the letters glow. And the letters, when combined, read "landlady." Um, so August, whose daddy fled the scene many years before, and she lives with her mama. Mama's trying to make ends meet, and you know, single mom in the seventies, it's not easy. Uh, she takes her dad's gun from the toolbox, and she heads out to Proctor Valley Road in hopes of finding the guys. And she thinks, okay, if I find the guys, I could sell my story and make the money for the Janis Joplin tickets. It's all about Janis Joplin. Um, so, uh, you know, to quote my buddy Nuke, it does not go well. Uh, she lights off some firecrackers in hopes of attracting the boys, but she does not attract the boys. <laughs> um, there's a she finds one of the guys well one of the guys comes up to her and he's mutilated and half eaten and he's on fire <laughs> and then there's a ghost car um and if it wasn't bad enough she's attacked by anthropomorphic demon driven coyotes um and it just gets stranger and stranger from there right mm-hmm. uh it doesn't read like a Morrison book. It's it's it was high high paced and fun and creepy and didn't require me to read a, a hundred Wikipedia pages to find out what the freak he was talking about. It's 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 kind of like a a druggy Stranger Things. The girls do a lot of drugs. They smoke pot. Well, it's the seventies, right? They 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 wanted to take mushrooms, but it's it's very reminiscent of Stranger Things. It, it's very anti-establishment, uh, which is a worthwhile stance, right? Um, it's female forward. Uh, authority figures are revealed to be the rhetoric spewing, company line towing swine that they are. 
Uh, there's um, moments of of icky racism because uh, uh, one of uh, August's friends, Jenny, is black and her brother Michael is black and uh, Michael's uh, doing stuff at the, the carnival and uh, he's called out by a couple of good old-fashioned white boys. You know, why can't you go to Vietnam and do that and serve your country and kill some... And they use a, a racial slur for uh, Asians. And, you know, you know, we've seen it. We've seen that stuff. Um, but it, it is just a fantastic book. Uh, there's one little nit. I'll, I'll put my dap hat on for a second. There's one little nit that I have to pick. In uh, uh, there's a long sequence in which Riley wears a Dark Side of the Moon T-shirt. Uh, this is 1970, guys. Dark Side of the Moon was not released until 73. So I, I know you wanted to, to, to push the fact home that this is the 70s and Dark Side of the Moon was the 70s, but it didn't come out until 73. So one demerit. Um, they did nail Schwarzenegger's first film, though, Hercules in New York. That came out in 1970, and that's mentioned in the, in the story. But as far as the art goes, uh, this is a book that would fit very well within the Mignola-verse. You got a lot of Cameron Stewart influence in the art. A little bit of James Heron, a sprinkle of Duncan Figredo. Like I said, uh, uh, there's a tad bit of Guy Davis in the art, some Philip Bond. It's It's... It is akin to what we have seen from the Mignolaverse. It's awesome. When you see the landlady and the creatures in this book, ow, it's great. It's superb. So just uh, run right out. There's three issues been published to date. It's called Proctor Valley Road. And Grant Morrison must have, I don't know what he did. But I hope he keeps doing it because this was amazingly uh, uh, well-written and it was very accessible. There's no strange, weird-ass, woohoo Grant Morrison things in this book. It's all surface level, and it, I, I, for once, I kind of like that. Proctor Valley Road, very, very good. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, my explanation for its straightforward nature. I read the first issue so far. I figured. Uh, I wanted to stack up beyond that, but uh, but it is that I can. I mean, I kind of got the sense like I was like, oh, this must be a thing where Grant is like doing Alex Child a solid by putting his name on the book, like kind of like what Declan was saying. He's 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 bringing these two dudes along in the sense that like you know he wanted them to get get a get a you know a towel like a by having his name attached. Mm. McConville and Palmer like yeah. I was thinking oh like this must be Alex Child mainly like like Morrison's doing James Patterson deal maybe where it's like, but yeah. I, but maybe I mean I could be wrong right but I, I agreed with you like it seemed like it was super super straightforward so I'm yeah. like oh you know very real this characters is, this yeah. is more Alex Child than Grant Morrison which is fine because if it is then Alex Child's got a bright future ahead of him yeah yeah I I identify with august immensely mm-hmm. yeah and naomi frankies has been around for a minute she's done she did some marvel stuff she did uh some i know she did some squirrel girl she did some moon girl and devil dinosaur issues um uh she did a 
I can't think of the name, but she did a Harrow County miniseries. Oh, really? So I could see that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought it was great. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, in your travels, um, this was fun, and it made me smile. A lot of it made me smile. I mean, the, it, it's I'm talking about Marvel's current uh, weekly event, Heroes Reborn. I read the first two issues along with Heroes Reborn, Peter Parker, The Amazing Shutterbug. And what's slick about these issues so far uh, is that there's a couple of panels in the second issue of the main mini that end up uh, kind of appearing in the Peter Parker book, and then it's told from Peter's point of view. Um, this, of course, is spinning out of Jason Aaron's Avengers run. Uh, the first issue, Heroes Reborn, is illustrated by Ed McGinnis with Mark Morales on inks and Matthew Wilson on colors. Um, and that first issue, there's one Avenger, one character from the 616 that knows something isn't quite right in this universe and on, in in this world uh, on this world and um, now Hyperion is taking on Dr. Juggernaut which is of course Dr. Doom with the Crimson Bands and and, um, and while our heroes are handling uh, all the threats that they're being faced with like Quicksilver had died and his sister um, absorbed his abilities. So now she's silver witch. And, uh, and so she's taking on blur and, and while that's going on, the black skull, of course is um, Schmidt, but just with the venom symbiote, uh, he is taken over the the capital and nighthawk is coming to save the day um colson phil colson is the president and he is demanding that nighthawk rescue the senators in order of importance and 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 how well they do with fundraising and nighthawk's like bitch please i've been saving motherfuckers for ever i know what i'm doing and and um and while that's all happening blade shows up and and he confronts Nighthawk because he's like, you're supposed to be the smartest person on this planet. Um, I know you know something is amiss. Uh, Nighthawk kind of dismisses him, and Blade goes out at his business. He he finds Thor, who is just some long-haired dude who likes getting drunk at a bar. Um, he bumps into uh, Robbie Reyes, of course, his Ghost Rider, um, who apparently is the slowest kid in California because he's riding his bicycle late to school. Um, and then at the end of the first issue, Blade makes his way to the Arctic and he's face to face with, uh, or face to ice with an encased Captain America. Um, but the second issue, apparently, Blade got him out of the ice and they're now, um, kind of crossing they, they make their way to uh to america and and um still try to kind of 
figure out what's going on, write some things. Um, but the second issue kind of focuses on Hyperion, who um, has to fight the uh, the Hulk. Um, and he um, he also stops by and talks to, to Reed Richards and, and Ben Grimm. Um, there were these little... Um, what should we call it? Um, th- th- there's a bottle hive of annihilation, and so there's all these little like little bug like spider creatures um, going around the Daily Bugle. Hyperion stops them, uh, and then he goes off to fight Ultron, who's really really large because of course the the pin particles, um, and while Hyperion is, is, is fighting Hulk, things don't, um, go too well for the, uh, for the mindless brute. Um, the second issue is art by, um, Dale Keown and, uh, Carlos Manio, but in the Peter Parker issue, Hyperion did not get rid of all of those little annihilation spiders. Um, one of them does make their way to uh, to Peter Parker, but before all that, uh, Uncle Ben is still alive in this universe. Aunt May died, and Aunt May died because she was she and Ben had a date that night. She was going to the store to buy a new dress. Um, uh, the Marvel's version of Gimbal's is that's the thing, and you have. Uh, there was a fight happening and Hyperion is involved and um, there's a huge accident at the store and May dies. So Peter's kind of, he doesn't, he hides it, but obviously there's a bit of, there's, there's some animosity there towards Hyperion. Um, but what's really cool about this event and crime syndicate from DC kind of did this too. Um, which made it feel really marvelly, uh, if that makes sense. But there are editor's notes. There's footnotes in the event that, uh, like, tell you as if these heroes, the, these titles were have been running for years, and 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 the editors like, you know, oh yeah, you could find that in uh, this issue forty eight of Hyperion and, and, and the Hyperman things. And, and I, I smile when I see that cause it's obviously it doesn't exist. It's not a real thing, but they really, really, they're not just making this a story that, you know, Oh, I just want to read this off the shelf. They're actually like trying to make this feel lived in and, um, as if it's been the norm and, and, uh, and I get a kick out of that. I, I, I appreciate when I kind of go, go that extra step. Um, and throw in the fun things like that, whether or not we'll ever see those stories. No, but still the, the, the fact that they feel comic booky and give you a little note like that, um, is pretty neat. But yeah, I, I had a feeling I was going to, I'm, I'm way, way, way behind on Aaron's Avengers. Um, so I'm going in blind with this as far as his take on the squadron Supreme, but, uh, it's, it's you know, the few issues I've read so far. I've been, pretty fun i also have the um the uh the hyperion and the imperial squad um which is based i haven't finished that issue yet but it's 
a younger Hyperion where he's kind of uh, learning the ropes from uh, we would know them as as uh, the Imperial Guard from from the uh, the Lundra Shiar and whatnot. But uh, like Gladiator is his mentor. Uh, Gladiator's younger in this issue than than he than we've seen him. But uh, it, it's it, it felt very Legion ish, which, you know, Cockrum always kind of designed uh, the Imperial Guard to mimic the Legionnaires, but uh, it's 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 fun. I'm I'm having I'm having fun with it. A few issues in that I've read so far have um that made me smile. It it definitely it, it, it could have went another direction, but it didn't. I don't know um I I can only imagine Jason Aaron sitting there having fun at the typewriter, but uh word processor. But it it's it's uh it's I'm enjoying it. So if 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 you've been curious, um and if you haven't been following the Avengers, uh it, it's it's a pretty solid going in blind jumping on point. I, I you know, it's it's only running through this month and, and June, you got the main mini, I guess it's like seven issues. And then of course, a bunch of the one shots and things like that to, to really give the, the, uh, the sense that this is bigger than it is, uh, similar to age of apocalypse way back when, but, uh, yeah, in your travels, heroes reborn and all the assorted one shots. I don't know if I can, if I can, Except Colton is a bad guy. Yeah, he's he's. Uh, I mean, he's not Lex Luthor, but yeah, yeah. he's uh, he's definitely he's 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 a little bit more sinister than we're used to. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, I got a little taste of that in the uh, Taskmaster miniseries because because uh, Colson's one of the three people that Tasky has to mimic, and uh, and when he goes to try and get with uh, get 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 after Colson, Colson's six Hyperion on him. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Tasky pulls the old uh, Batman versus Superman trick, right? He has the, uh, I guess, the Marvel equivalent of Kryptonite and uh, and hits Hyperion with it and starts beating the shit out of him, which is pretty mm-hmm. satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I mean, I haven't read it yet, but I have hopes for it because it's like it seems kind of fun and, yeah. and it and it doesn't it, it's I don't think it's going to have like lasting effects. So you can just kind of take it for what it is, which is good. Yeah. Uh, okay, in your travels, um, the a, another of, of the of the books that I mentioned, having read um, from Fantagraphics, uh, the Grand Odalisk. Uh, it's uh, if you're wondering where the, that name comes from, it's uh, an actual uh, painting by Ingres, uh, Renaissance painting that is hanging in the Louvre, um, and. This book was all kinds of kick-ass. I mean, it was fucking badass. First of all, um, I, I the reason I came across the book is that I was, as many of us do, every every year Fantagraphics has a basically 50% off sale. The, it, the way it works is you, you, you buy stuff, and then however much you buy, you get they send you credits for the same amount that you can use in a subsequent order. So... Um, so I always kind of pour through the Fanta site to see what I haven't uh, already procured. And this was one of the things. And this was, I, I recognize the names because uh, the creative team on this were the same creators from the uh, perineum technique, which I talked about a few years ago. 
and it's uh, it's Vivet, Rupert, and Mulot. Vivet and Rupert are the writers, Mulot is the artist. Um, so I thought, oh, okay, that's interesting, because I enjoyed the perineum technique. Didn't love it, actually. Like, I thought it was a little little meandering, but I, I love the art, and I thought, okay. Um, so I read the solicit, and I thought, oh, th- this this seems pretty dope. It's, it's, the premise is there are uh, three women, Carol and Alex, who are a pair of high-end cat burglars, and they've been partners for a long time, for a decade. And then they bring in uh, a new... A third member, Sam, who's their getaway driver and uh, also a sniper, but um, they bring her in because they need her. For, they need more help for this next job, and and the book just drops you right into the action, man. Like it's it's the book starts with 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 Carol and Alex robbing uh, the Musée d'Orsay, another French museum. So and and, and like. Stuff goes tits up immediately. I mean, Carol's in the midst of stealing the painting that they're there to get, and uh, and Alex, who's supposed to be on the lookout, fucks up, and and, and the, the security come, and and you immediately see what a badass Carol is. I mean, she she dis, she dispatches with the security with the quickness, and uh, and makes a getaway by uh, you know grand fashion. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, you got me here because it's I, I wasn't sure if this I, I had no idea this was going to be like an action book. Um, and then they they are asked to steal the Grand Odalisque from the Louvre, and Carol's like Carol, who's Carol's the leader. She's older. She we find out she brought Alex into. She met Alex when she was fourteen, and and, and basically they became, you know, like big sister, little sister, and and so she's the she's the brain. She she scouts the jobs. She's got the connects. She. She plans the logistics and, and, and what have you. So when their connect says, we want you to steal the Grand Odalisque, at first she's like, hell no. Like, we barely could could handle the Musée d'Orsay security. There's no way we could deal with the Louvre. Like, like that's the ultimate security. We just can't do it. But uh, that'd be a pretty boring book if she just said no and the book was over. She uh, she eventually decides, you know what, we're going to do it. We, we, we can, we will, we're going to do it. Uh, and that's why they bring in Sam and 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 the the... <laughs> They 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 go about trying to to steal the odalisk, but then it takes like this about face because these girls are just they're free they're just free spirits. I mean they they don't give a fuck. You know they 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 have sex with who they want, they party with who they want, and they're just they're wild, but they're also incredibly competent. Like they happen to be incredibly good art thieves, but they also are these wild young women who just don't give a shit. And at one point. They do. They they take a, a they take a sidebar from their plan to steal the odalisk and go to South America and take out a drug lord. And because they successfully take out the drug lord, Carol ends up becoming the new drug lord. And it's like so wild. I mean, it's like this is the comic should be ridiculous. You're like, wait, what? So they go from French art thieves to South American drug lords. And she does it with a plum. She's like, no, nah, I can handle this. This is all good. You know, life's about like whatever, whatever comes about. You just, you just handle it. And uh, so they're like, so they're, they're part-time drug lords, part-time art thieves, which sounds ridiculous. And it is. And then they still decide they want to steal the odalisk because they'd already done the planning. And it's like bananas. I mean, the, 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 because it's the Louvre, like, of course, things don't go as planned. They've got. But they're racing bicycles through, like, not bicycles. They're racing motorcycles through the Louvre. There's hang gliders. There's helicopters. There's jets. There's freaking rocket launchers. 
there's there's gas like there's gas grenades there's traps there's all kinds of like double fakes and triple fakes and you're just like captivated i'm thinking what an amazing heist film this would be if they could pull it off uh it's just a great great heist flick with this like strange almost totally trippy out of nowhere sidebar where they become these kick-ass women who take out this drug lord and his leaders which uh you know it's like it's totally anathema to everything else in the book but it makes it i think a lot more fun um and then at the end of the book uh it says stay tuned for the next volume called olympia now i've checked subsequent to that and unfortunately olympia has not been translated into english yet but seeing as how uh fanta brought this over last year I'm hoping that they have plans to bring Olympia over in the next year or two, and I'll be all over it. Um, I enjoyed this so much, I considered buying the French version of Olympia. Um, but I didn't. Uh, at least I haven't yet. But I, this is fantastic. The, the art, very... If you've ever seen renderings of, like, um, like when, fa- when, when fashion designers, you know, they have, like, the, the, the female, the very lithe, skinny, beautiful simple line women and then they they draw outfits on them that that's kind of the style here um there's there's not a ton of detail in in the character lines like it's a it's a there's a relative brevity of 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 line but but the people are definitely beautiful and well rendered and then the backgrounds where you see the museum and the louvre and the security and the art are incredibly well rendered i mean almost almost to like a realistic point of view as you would expect given that these are famous pieces of art uh, I just thought it was terrific, man. It was so much more adventurous than I expected um, because there's usually a romanticism to heist stuff, right? And and like there is a lot of that, but then but then they're also they're not around, they're not averse to blowing some shit up or or taking somebody out with a sniper rifle if they got to if it's in the way. So yeah, three huge thumbs up. Uh, so I mean, my two thumbs on my dick uh, on this one. This is great. Uh, I absolutely adored it. Grand Odalisque. It's O-D-A-L-I-S-Q-U-E. Fantagraphics. And, uh, you know, I know some of you have those Fantagraphics bucks that you're waiting to spend. I know I've got a couple. I've got like 200 bucks worth of them myself. So if you need some Fanta bucks and you're looking for stuff and you don't have this, this should be part of it. And the cover, Vince, I don't know if you've seen, the cover is uh, Carol dropping through the glass ceiling of the Louvre with an RPG rocket launcher and it's all spot varnish. All the little shards of glass are spot varnish. It's just such a beautiful package. So everything about this book is beautiful. And, uh, and it just, you know, it was just so much fun. Like I love a good heist flick and it just reminded me of like, it's as good of an art heist flick as you've ever seen in comic form. So give it a try. Loved it. I have seen the cover. It's very nice. Oh, it's, it's great. Yeah, absolutely great. Yep. All right, that's all you get. That's all. But if you want more, if you just got to have more, go to Twitter and Reddit and Instagram and Facebook because we're all over the place there. If you would like to peruse our Patreon page, you're welcome to do that. Go to patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. There is uh, soup. There's soup there. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Yeah. In the meantime, Buy some comics and kiss your loved ones and say goodnight. Jason, we have to make a very 
concerted effort to derail his bullshit this episode. <laughs> wow, it's bullshit. That's 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 harsh. David. And here's where we do it. Oh, good night. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, now. So, what, uh, yeah, book of the month this month is The uh, Monsters, which is awesome. Yes. Yeah. Can't wait to read it. Looks really good. A lot of black ink in there. Lots of black Dude, ink. Dude, it's all, I mean, it's... <laughs> Thick I mean, with you it. could tell it took him thirty years. Yeah, damn. <laughs> no, I mean, it, 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 the level of detail—it's like yeah, it's I mean, crazy. It's, and it's three, it's three hundred twenty pages. It's it's a yeah. hefty sucker. How does he make any money though? I mean, yeah, okay, the book is yeah, done. I, now. I presume he's yeah. I was going to say, I presume he 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 made his living doing non-comic stuff, right? He must have. I mean, he hasn't done a comic in it what fifteen years, right? So I'm sure he did commissions. And he's not cheap. Our royalties. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he. I mean, if he does commissions, I haven't seen him. I mean, he if he, he rarely does commissions. I mean, huh. I, I, if he if he does, then people have to, just don't share them. I, I I don't. I can't think of many I've ever seen. So. Wow. He must have a Medici in his pocket then. I mean, I don't like. There's so much fertile ground for discussion on this book. For everything from the book itself, the story, but also the history of it. Yeah. Genesis, what it is now, the the idea of it, of, of of how long it took him, and 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 whether the length of the process and it finally being out plays into how people are reviewing and thinking of this book, and right. yeah, I just I can't wait for you guys to read it because I just I think there's just a lot of interesting conversation to have to be had about the book beyond the plot points. Cool. Don't spill the beans, Emerald. No, no, I won't. I. I, I yeah, I, and I think I may be a, um, I don't say an outlier, but I, I, I think I have some strong takes about some of the things I've seen about this book from other people. All right. Stop it right there. We love you. We'll be back. David screwed up. Mark, no, it, on, mark it on your calendar. No, he didn't. Oh, yeah. He was way <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't even hear him. Adorable. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back because we love you so much and can't live without you, quite frankly. Bye. That's it for that one.